All right, we're live finally. Welcome to the first episode of the Shiggy Shane Show. Got my buddy Matt Kennard over here, aka Mashu. How's it going, Matt? Oh, you know, pretty good, pretty good. Pretty good. Let's go on and get this toast out of the way. R.I.P. Betty White. Couldn't let us get to triple digits. It was already fucked 2021, but. Exactly. Oh, there's. You almost want want it to be a hoax. It's like, oh, it's New Year's <laughs> Eve. They're doing it again because the birthday's coming up. But unfortunately, just, it wasn't. No, I thought it was. I definitely thought it was when I was looking. No post said anything about it. It, then, it was all just social media. Yeah, and, and then I opened Instagram. The first thing that fucking popped up was TMZ saying she died at 99. I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, it's sad face. So for some reason, you just thought she was gonna live forever. Yeah, best quote of all time on her. How do you live a long life? Get eight hours of sleep. If you're ugly, get nine. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it funny how old people like that, when they have that type of attitude, or either just hearing them cuss or tell jokes that way, it just makes it even better Mm -hmm. than somebody our age, that you keep that same personality that long. She'd be saying some raunchy shit, too. And, like, it just doesn't seem like it would come out of her at all. <laughs> not not at all. I almost think that's what saved the second half of her career, like, making her get where she was again. Like, getting on uh, the movie with Sandra Bullock and... Yeah, the uh, proposal? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that kick, that jump-started <laughs> No doubt. That's where it went. That was a good-ass movie, too. Yeah, it was. Ryan Reynolds is hilarious, though. I was just watching a, a video. It was, like, a behind-the-scenes thing with uh, her asking him to get coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm thinking like acting like he was her assistant like outside of the movie and that's why like, they were filming that yeah well, like, <laughs> while they were filming and then he fucking went off on her and then sandra bullock come over there fucking went off on him it was fucking hilarious i've never seen it before yeah but it was posted by some random ass instagram uh, account there's some more like that if you watch like the interviews and all the uh, press they did for red notice with him and the rock and mm-hmm. what's the girl's name that plays wonder woman I'll get a guy. No, no, no. That's no. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know how you say her last name. Maybe. But, yeah, him and The Rock is, man, <laughs> it's awesome. I feel like it'd have to be almost as good as him and uh, uh, Hugh Jackman. Kevin Hart. Oh, Kevin Hart. Yeah, like them just going at each other. It's pretty close. It's a little different, though, because, you know, Kevin's loud and obnoxious like deal, yeah. but then with Reynolds, he's just very sarcastic comedy you know what i mean yeah, like the deadpool type stuff yeah. that's why he was made for that role anyway and he wasn't even playing a role there oh no he, he no that, that was ryan reynolds yeah <laughs> that's what blake lives with every day <laughs> and their interactions on like instagram and twitter and shit like him and blake that shit's fucking funny too oh yeah it's good stuff because <clears throat> they've been going back and forth all the time about stupid shit Hey, that's what keeps it alive, though. You don't get boring. Yeah, you know? that. I mean, I think it'd be kind of hard to get bored with her anyway, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, on the physical side, <laughs> definitely. So what What do you think about Jay-Z coming out and saying nobody's going to touch him on the verses? He's almost right. Almost. <laughs> I think. You uh, think it's just pure skill, or you think his body of work because he's been around so long? body of work honestly but I mean there ain't no denying motherfuckers got skill always has 
Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be down there. Is he 50 yet? Almost 50 and still standing around with the rest of them, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, I don't know. Like, some of the stuff he's put out recently, it hasn't hasn't had a whole lot of re-listen factor to me. Like, the... He's done two songs with Drake. Like, yeah. one of them was on Scorpion. And that one was just, I mean, basically trash, honestly. Like, if, especially as far as he goes, it was terrible. Like, whole song across the board or just lyrics or, like, bars? What? Both. Both? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, the beat was good. And, like, I, I want to say I read that the only reason that that song even happened was because Drake was talking shit to somebody else and... That was, uh, <laughs> that was, uh, like just him saying that he could get Jay on the song. So just throwing his weight around, like, yeah. oh, look who I can get on yeah. the verse. And I can't even remember who it was. It was somebody that I either didn't know or they didn't even need to say their name. It was somebody shitty. But. So you think know. if he does the verses, you think Wayne gets up there and can give him something? or? Oh, yeah, I think Wayne walks, fucking waxes him. Easily. Think so? Yeah. I mean, really, from, when you look at it, work, like, yeah, anime, body of work, because they've both been around since the 90s, and Wayne's been doing it since he was, what, like, nine when yeah. he started with Cash Money or whatever it was. Yeah. Hawk was, he was, what, 12, 13? 13, I think, yeah. And then you look yeah. at it now, he's, I don't even think Wayne's 40 yet. Mm-mm. If not, he's right there. He seems at, like he's 70, though. Because <laughs> he's, he's been, been around, around so long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, other than that, I don't, I don't really know anybody else that you can really put out there because a, a, a lot of the guys that are good now that are, you know, lyricists instead of just, you know, hook rappers, I guess is what you call it, mm-hmm. that their body of work's not there. I'm not saying I their mean, skill's not. I feel like lyrically there's a few people that could be there with them, like besides Wayne. I mean, obviously I'm going to say Eminem because I'm an Eminem guy. But, yeah, like, lyrically, like, I feel like he could – I mean, maybe even T.I. could stay with him a little bit. T.I. was t- – T., uh, who, who was it? The, the T.I. was going to have a versus with somebody, and I don't know that it ever happened or or if it was even going to be set up. I think it may have just been like a, a social media thing hyping yeah. it up, but it was him. I can't remember who it was, but everybody's like, T.I., really? But you got to think back, man. Little Flip was pretty big, and then T.I. come yeah. out and was like, nah, I'm the king of the South, <laughs> and then – Where's Little where did, Flip? Yeah, where did Little Flip go? Yeah, and T.I.'s still here, so. Uh, hell, I don't think I only even know, like, four Little Flip songs, for real. I mean, T.I. songs, I could. Oh, yeah, you could them all. I mean, that, five hours worth. that first album, dude. Yeah. Hell, almost all his albums, except for the one that came out in, like, 20. Talking about the one that was more like of a, I ain't going to say a poppy album, but it was more it wouldn't. It wasn't him. Yeah, yeah. It the was one. Like, uh, what was the song with? Uh, you can have whatever you like. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, album. Yeah. yeah, that. I think like he even come out in interviews. Six, and, uh, he even come out in interviews and said like that was him trying something different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it worked. He he was on the charts everywhere and on the radio, yeah. but it wasn't Ti. No. You know. And the longevity for a lot of those songs wasn't there either. Like, no, I mean. I mean, like, I mean, that's just still classic, just because. It got played so much yeah, back then. Yeah. But, but it's not hitting on 24s and Rubber no, Band Man and all that. No. When it come out, you know, everybody knew it. Oh, yeah. Never heard a dope boy rap and play the piano at the same time. <laughs> Who else says that shit, has said that shit or been that way? 
you know. I think I think you're right though. Body work skills wise, like to compare to Jay, it had to be Wayne or Eminem. But I I could maybe see Wayne doing it just because they they never really had that beef. But like you remember whenever Wayne got really big, right? It's probably right after Carter. Carter two when he started doing all the mixtapes right before Carter three come out and you know he said he got a phone call and Jay was like I see you mm-hmm. you know he acknowledged it and <clears throat> with Eminem I don't I don't really see him doing it no I don't think he would ever do it honestly but I mean I feel like if he did just verse for verse I feel like he could be there with him for sure yeah but I mean I guess it also depends on who's listening you know yeah I mean if I'm listening I'm probably gonna take Eminem no matter what verses against what yeah. verse. Well, I mean, you take a look at it when Jalik was just here and we kind of talked about it too. He's like, you know, I ain't never heard nobody say I'm about to pop this Jay-Z album or pop this song, but yeah. he's young too. Yeah. You know, back in my day in high school, Jay-Z was, Jay-Z was it. I mean, everybody's mm-hmm. listening to him. You know, I think senior year, brush your shoulder off and all that come mm-hmm. out. I mean, then he done the stuff with Linkin Park. Yeah. That's that right there probably too. does even more for him too. When you go yeah. outside the box and you do that, and it works. Yeah, and especially I mean, when you did a little bit of that too, just not with another group, you know, with uh, yeah, with Rebirth. Yeah, Rebirth. It was it wasn't bad. It it, it, it was really different. wasn't. It was very different, and it definitely didn't seem like it didn't seem Wayne esque. Yeah, like the whole album didn't. But I mean, the lyrics were still there. It was just he was like saying the shit different. Yeah, yeah, the delivery was it, it was broke down like an actual song. It wasn't yeah, broke, broke yeah. down like it wasn't wrote in bars like a rap song. It was mm-hmm. written more like like a rock or pop type song. Yeah, and yeah. kudos to him for doing that. I, you know, he may have had help. Like, I'm yeah, probably pretty sure somebody helped him set up the songs because when you when it comes to doing a rap song and when it comes to doing an actual rock song, there's a lot. I ain't gonna say more work, but it's it's a different approach. Yeah, I, I feel like with rapping, it. it's usually just you find a beat that you like and buy it. Yeah, then, you find you find a topic, and then you find your hook, then yeah. you make your bars work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot of rapping now is fucking, there ain't even no correlation between them. So you just have a random hook, and then random shit in the verses, and there's no, like, nothing that ties it in, like, together at all. Yeah, they've got away from it. It's almost like say if you read a book and it had a title but nothing in the book was yeah, a, what yeah. the title presented yeah you know I, LL even hit on that a couple of years ago like when he I, I think, think he's he was making another album he is I saw that yeah. that's interesting we'll see what approach he takes like yeah. are you gonna stick with, with who you are or are you gonna try and go with what's working now because yeah. just I, like I was about things. to say a couple of years ago he's like rap ain't the same to me anymore because it's like do you like my hook? Do you like my hook? Because that's kind of what it come to, yeah. you know. And a lot of people like Future, and I like his songs that are catchy too. But I feel like on the lyrics, lyrics side in the bars, I, mean, I don't think not he, there. No, no, he's he's not J Cole. No. He's not Kendrick. You know, he's not one of them guys. Joiner, any of them. Man, Joiner's good shit. He is, dude. Did you listen to that song with him and Cole? Oh yeah, good stuff, dude. Good. I liked how they went. Opposite sides of the fence with what they were saying. Yeah, uh, the yeah, they, stuff. yeah. That, that shit was pretty. Or with him cheating and then her cheating. But th- but that's how you do it though. The song's yeah. called Your Heart, and they both took like both it was two different relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that was pretty good. That 
that's when to me rap's at its finest when you when you're telling a story mm-hmm. through it like all music is that but like when you tell a compelling story that way it works so much better yeah than just i mean a lot of rap now though is just just take some drugs drink some alcohol fuck some bitches here's a hook <laughs> pretty much yes yeah. that's, that's almost all it is yeah which some of is good but oh yeah uh, you can't lie like you like Migos has definitely got to be named up too when you talk like bringing up future but man their songs are catchy as hell too especially, yeah. especially with DJ Mustard back there on the beat yeah. shit it's, it's hard to beat <laughs> right you know <clears throat> But, but, I mean, it's, they're a whole different thing, too. Because, I mean, there's only really ever been more like one or two other, like, rap groups like that that was... That yeah, you, you, don't, you didn't see very many of those. If it, mm-hmm. if it was a group, it was normally R&B. You, yeah. didn't, you didn't see rap groups for real. Like, really, the only rap groups that come to mind would be, like... Run DMC. Yeah, Run Salt DMC. Salt and Pepper. Um, I guess NWA. Yeah. <coughs> Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. Outcast. Yeah. Man, what a bummer. It's been so long since they've done something, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, shit what's too. the problem? <clears throat> yeah, could, Andre's uh, awesome. He, he's definitely up here, lyricist-wise, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been listening to some Big L recently, too. Really? That motherfucker was... He, he was on point for, like, the time that he was in. Yeah. It was... Cause I never really listened to him before. Like I heard some like random stuff, mm-hmm. but I was watching. Uh, you ever heard of Harry Mack? Mm-mm. He's a freestyle rapper. Yeah. He makes YouTube videos. He goes on Omegle and just raps like random people. And he'll also go out to like some beach by LA that he's at, and he'll just play freestyle for like random folks. And his videos are fucking amazing. He's he's probably the best freestyle rapper I've ever heard. Like just going with the flow and saying shit and like whatever he sees he fucking says shit whatever he hears and yeah. then he takes topics and shit but I was watching one of his videos and one of the people uh, that gave him words one of the words was Big L mm-hmm. and then once I saw that I went and started listening to it and it was it was uh, I don't know I guess eye opening would be the way to say it but it was I never really listened to it before like, when yeah. I did listen to it, I wasn't, like, into, like, listening, listening. Like, yeah. I was more there for the beat and the hook, like, when I was younger. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I didn't really hear what was going on. Well, you, you know? you've you even turned that point to me, like, I don't know, maybe two years ago, pointed out more. Like, I got like to where I, I lit. Like, on Joiner and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, like. And thanks for that, because he's one of my favorites now. Probably, yeah. probably is my favorite, like, newer rapper, for yeah, sure. for sure. Like, I mean, I like J. J. Cole, and I like um, I like Kendrick, but something's different about Joyner, man. His stuff's mm-hmm. just different to me. Well, he's got both sides of it. He's, he's got the, the super catchy, and he's got the super lyrical. Yeah. So like they, and he just mends them both together so well. That like, super catchy, like ADHD, yeah. the song, yeah. man. Fuck the album. <laughs> yeah, the whole album was great, but that yeah. that newer one that he had, where um, I think he did a song with Aaliyah and Rick Ross, maybe mm-hmm. they were on. Yeah. But dude, that got that has some old feel to it, mm-hmm. like some Tupac Biggie like feel to it. When you yeah. got that old soul like voice in the background singing the hook, man, mm-hmm. it just it was it's just more feeling behind it than what you yeah. hear, just a fancy hook and a fancy beat. 
Yeah. I mean, that's like NF, too. Like, a lot of his stuff has, a, like, that gospel-sounding, like, melody to it behind. Yeah. Where it will be, like, sound like angels singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then when the lyrics come out, that dude's yeah. pretty ruthless, man. Oh, yeah. He's good. I don't even know if he's put out another album since he did that mixtape, the Clouds mixtape. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's made another album since then, but Clouds was fucking amazing. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't even know that I've even heard it. Oh, it's, that whole album to me is good. It's the one that's got a, he's got a song on there with Hobson. He's yeah. got one on there with Tech. You've heard the Tech song. I know we played it out here when we were drinking before. You Which might have been drunk. Song? But it's a, and it's oh, the one we hit. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, um, we were drinking. But yeah. yeah, I remember it though. He's another one too. Like been around so long, but you don't even really, his name doesn't get brought up that much. But Tex. I mean, if tough. you put him in a verses lyrically, he'll, yeah. he'll probably smash everybody. Honestly. Yeah, Tex, tough man. And the way he puts it together, <clears throat> he'll have fucking a four bar rhyming scheme that's yeah. just like the exact same sound for every fucking word that he does. It's yeah. like ridiculous shit that he can do. Yeah, you never see anybody. Even the song you just come out with and the rocks on there. And don't get me wrong, rock yeah. verse wasn't that great. It was. It has some catchiness to it, cause, and everybody's going to know that's it. not a rapper though. I mean, no, yeah, it wasn't bad. I'm not saying it was bad, but <coughs> like the rocks at this point, it don't matter what he touches, it's going to be gold. Like yeah. everybody knows the rock from your grandmother to your freaking little sister running yeah. around. It's you like know? Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So even if it wouldn't have been as good as it was. People still gonna listen to it because it's rock, mm-hmm. and then they, they ain't no telling how many people that opened up to Tech Nine that didn't even know who he was. Yeah, you're right. Who else was on there? Wasn't I forget there, there the other, other people. Yeah, I forget their names, but they were really good. Dude. That, uh, the guy that was right before the Rock, I don't, I don't know if I'd ever even heard of him, but his was yeah, his was good. tough, dude. Yeah. I think they're all on that same, the same strange musical. music yeah. or whatever they mentioned in the song. Yeah, I think they're all on the same. Uh, what do you call it? Label. Yeah, label brain fart there, but yeah, and all of them were good though. Yeah, I mean that was a pretty good song for it to be like nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, no hype for it or anything. It's yeah. just like, hey, guess what? Yeah, I did so a rap song, and yeah. here it is. You know that was, and that's genius marketing on Tech's part too. Mm-hmm. For him, rock band fans like you put this on here. He's one of the most followed people on Instagram, so yeah. people's gonna I mean, see he posted it. Posted it that morning, like when it released. I would. Well, I, I would I would have run across it, but probably not that fast. Yeah, you know, without it. I being. mean, that's. I think you sent it to me. It was the only reason I didn't think. Yeah, about. yeah. And then I listened to it when I was uh, when I was at work. I just yeah. fucking pulled up that YouTube video on my phone and fucking listened to it. I like, really, you're the only one when it comes across the board music that I can send something to, and I'm gonna get a, a reaction out of. You know, mm-hmm. I can do it with other other people, but they're just gonna be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, you got Justin. He's like an old man. Tr- Trapped in a 35, 36-year-old body. I want old country, and that's it. Yeah. Or some soul music. Yeah, I pretty much listen to everything. Yeah. I don't do a whole lot of country, though. Which surprises people that I, like, talk to online. Just cause. Well, it's because of your southern accent. Yeah. Like, now, hearing myself through these headphones, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't sound that southern, dude. <laughs> but I, I do, I guess, you know. Yeah. I mean, to people that don't live here and like hear for real southern people we sound like hicks oh like, yeah even though we can hear a for real hick <laughs> yeah and be yeah. like that guy's southern as fuck that's what all of us sound like to people like from new york and shit yeah the same way if we go up there and somebody comes out and you know starts talking mm-hmm. with their accent it's gonna sound the same way to them they probably don't even think they sound that way yeah 
hell, I work with a, a guy and, from England, and like hearing him talk, it throws me off fucking every time, because <laughs> yeah. I'm just not expecting to hear that in Alabama. But it, I wonder if it's just because it's from our point of view. But when you hear people from other countries, like especially British or Australian or all that, it's like, man, that sounds so much more charming than an American <laughs> accent does. Well, I mean, that the guy that I work with, he has said that his strictly his accent has gotten him places like in the dating scene and yes. all that. I, yeah. I bet. Like he he said that he can just go to like a bar or something and easily go home with someone just by speaking to them, just because, especially here, nobody fucking hears it. So it's like, it's I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's just because it's something different or whatever. And it's crazy, too, how so many actors now, they're doing American accents, but they're British. Like Spider-Man, for for instance, like Tom Holland, like he'd done the show Hot Ones. When he Mm -hmm. was doing it, he, you know, he was in his natural accent. But when he started and he got to eating something hot and he'd start yelling and cussing and stuff, he goes, oh, man, I got to use that for my next movie. That sounded more American than my last (laughs) one, you know. It's so crazy how that works. And then yeah. they'll get, like, an American actor to do a British accent. Yeah. It, I guess it, they look more for uh, the appearance for a role, though, than they do anything else. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it'd probably be easier to find somebody that you know and just let them do a different accent than it is to find somebody Yeah, that, Australia, too, and then so. just having the acting chops, too. Yeah. It's like, I'd rather go with you than find, like, a newer actor that's British and it not work. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> Tom Holland's doing pretty good for himself, though. I oh, mean, yeah. he's had a couple hits that wasn't Marvel stuff, and then now he's got the Uncharted movie coming out. But yeah. the new Spider-Man, dude, it was it was really good. That's what uh, everybody that I've seen that's watched it has said it was really good. Yeah, it, it was really good. I mean, spoiler alert, everybody knows, but, I mean, they're all in it. Mm-hmm. So, Sony, give my man Andrew Garfield his third <laughs> movie. He was the best Spider-Man. Because if you think back five years ago, I never would have been like, hey, there's going to be three Spider-Man in the same fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. You it know? makes that old uh, picture that's online where they're all pointing at each yeah. other, take a whole new <laughs> picture. But, man, it... The it, came to fruition. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, dude, it was so good. And after I watched it, I went back and watched all the Tobey Maguire's. Then mm-hmm. I had to buy the Andrew Garfield's. They were nowhere. Really? That you could stream, like, you know, if you had a subscription to Hulu, wherever. But you had to buy them. And after I watched them, like, Andrew's my favorite as far as Spider-Man when it comes to him in the suit and how he acts. He's sarcastic. I just, to me, when I watched the cartoon, I never was one to read the comics. Mm-hmm. But I knew some of the stories from him. But he just fit so good. But, man, Toby was really good, too. The only time that I didn't like Toby, I think it was the third movie, Dude, I watched I watched it was it last night or night before last dude those first two movies were so good and mm-hmm. and plus you had James Franco who's awesome yeah. as an actor but that third one just went so bad and I actually read something where Sam Sam Raimi the director mm-hmm. he wanted to leave Venom completely out of his trilogy and I don't know if Sony pushed it or what yeah but I think that took away from it some, too. Well, it was the whole whenever, like, Venom had taken over him thing. That's what made me fucking hate that one. Like, when he was, like, acting all cocky and stuff, like, it just seemed so forced. 
Yeah. Like he didn't, I don't know. It was, it's probably because Tobey Maguire seems like the nicest person in the world yeah. if you would ever yeah. meet him. Sorry, Brad, I'm going to compare you to him because <laughs> that's who you remind me of. But, and then I also saw a thing where it said, it's funny that <clears throat> Toby had the best second movie, which is probably true out of his trilogy. The second one was probably better. And then it said Andrew had the best becoming Spider-Man movie. And then Tom had the best third, third one. one. And really, when yeah, you look across fitting. the board, it, it, it was. And I mean, I haven't seen the third one of uh, Tom, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not really gonna give was, it. But. I could give spoilers because hell, there's not gonna be millions of people listening to this. But <laughs> I'm not gonna do it because somebody's liable to get on here and listen to it and go, "That you son of a bitch." Yeah. But that don't. And then like, they're saying it's the best Marvel movie ever made, and I think honestly that's just marketing because it's what's happening now. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of good ones across the board, man. I remember when. What would you say is the best one? I don't really know if I could pick, really. You have to. There's a gun to your head right now. Probably Winter Soldier. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I picked that one, though, is because when Captain America was coming out, I really wasn't that interested in seeing it, but I was going to watch them because you knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to know the whole story. But I think me, you, and Boom went and saw it in Tuscaloosa. At the Cobb Theater, I think. No, I don't think it was me. You don't think it was you? I don't think it was. It was it was three of us, but we went and saw it, and I remember going in there like you know it's probably going to be pretty good because it's you know Marvel hadn't screwed up yet really. Mm-hmm. But I remember coming out of it really surprised, like man, damn, that was a really good movie, <laughs> you know. I, and I was expecting yeah, that's it to one with slam. GSP, right? That's Winter Soldier. Ain't that what you just said? Yeah, no, but I'm talking about when the very first Captain America came out. Oh, the first Captain yeah, America. Yeah, I, w- I was okay. looking forward to I seeing... I might have been there then. Yeah, I was, I was looking... thinking the one with GSP. Yeah, no, I was looking forward to seeing more of, uh, like, Thor and everything after that, mm-hmm. you know? And, of course, probably, like, knocking it out of the park, you got to give it to Robert Downey Jr. I mean, nobody, nobody could have played Tony Stark better than that. No. Cause I, and I remember going to see it. And I don't remember, maybe I just didn't watch the previews for that one, but I feel like I did. But I almost remember going and watching that movie, and, and I said, is that Robert Downey Jr.? Like, I didn't know who was playing Iron Man, because all the previews <laughs> I saw, he's in the suit. Yeah. And <clears throat> I don't know now, it's either one of two things. Either I didn't watch the previews enough, or either Marvel was kind of hiding that, because he was at that point in his career to where he was like, that was like his comeback. Yeah, phase. like he was still yeah. on the edge of like, is he going to be the failing actor that started so great? Mm-hmm. You know, and I almost wonder if they didn't put it out there. I could just be making up a story now. But okay. it would make sense because yeah. once that come out, he was on top of the world again. Yeah. I feel like I'd have to go with... Probably the first Iron Man for me. Oh, out of the Iron Man movie? Out of all of them. Oh, most definitely. Uh, the the third one was was probably my least favorite mainly because it did, he wasn't in the suit as much mm-hmm. and I feel like that was Marvel's way of like trying to show Tony could fend for himself even when he didn't have the suit like he's yeah. capable but and then the second one wasn't bad um, again Mickey Rourke played a Russian you know yeah <clears throat> but he 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 done a good uh. Whiplash. He wasn't bad. 
It was, uh, I remember the first time I saw him come out, though, and it was, like, fucking slinging that shit. Yeah. It was, uh, it looked so, like, real. Yeah. You know? Like, for the time, I mean, the fucking, like, the animations and stuff for it was amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, because I remember when he was on the, like, on the interstate or whatever. No, they were on the, they were on the racetrack. Racetrack, yeah. When he was out there doing all that shit, it was. Cause I remember watching and going, "Man, graphics are never going to get any better than this." Yeah. <laughs> and then you turn around, here we are. Hey, 10 and years it's funny later. you say that because I watched some of the stuff on the new Spider-Man before it came out, and Willem Dafoe. They were asking all three of them what made them come back, like him, uh, Jamie, and the guy that played uh, Doc Ock. Oh yeah, because Doc Ock didn't he say money? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was perfect, by the way. That was probably Jamie all the way. Like, hey, just say this. <laughs> that dude's hilarious but Willem Dafoe said when he can't the one thing he hated about it is when he done the movie he had to sit in makeup for hours you know mm-hmm. and have that done yeah but he said when he come back this time he sat there for I can't I think I want to say it was like 20 30 minutes and they scan his body they make the suit and then he tries it on done deal yeah like how far from then to now what was that 2002 to now somewhere around there yeah how much everything had changed yeah. And then it was it was crazy to me because I think he's in his late sixties, definitely like sixty six, sixty seven. Mm-hmm. But he one of his things to come back and do it was I want to do some of the stunts. I want to be active. At it. I don't want people doing my own stuff. Mm-hmm. That that was I don't know different for me because you see so many older actors like that's why they quit doing action or certain yeah. stuff. I think Liam Neeson just recently a year or so. something fucked up on him. I think like his back or his knee or something. Yeah. I could be making that up, but I'm pretty sure I read that. Well, it would make sense for him to call it quits. Other than that, why would you stop doing it, you know? Yeah. Same way with Robert England. That's why it sucks he's never going to play Freddy again. You know, he's pretty old, and he said, I can't take the stunts and all that. But, man, I mean, with the it's my favorite horror franchise, and I don't know that we're ever going to get a good remake after that. Like, he's one of those guys you almost can't replace. Yeah. But, I mean, I feel like with the the way technology has advanced, though, you can – he could still come back and play that now, and it still be like do the CGI to make it yeah, work for him. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I'll, you don't have to do the stunts. Yeah, especially like that. Because I mean, it's a lot of what you see is like not his actual face anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, like true. It's, you can have him in costume and doing all the voice stuff, and yeah. like when it comes to the action. Plus, now a lot of stuff when it's filmed is filmed on three to four different cameras, and the camera yeah. angles move so much, you're barely able to see anybody mm-hmm. through action. And sometimes it's awesome with a big fight scene, but like one on one scenes, I hate it now yeah. almost. Like, you go back to older 80s action movies like with uh, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. Van Damme. It was one to two angles. That was it. And it looked so much more real. The fucking camera wasn't moving a thousand yeah. miles an hour, and you're like, did he kick or punch him just then? What yeah. happened, you know? You don't even have time to focus on what's happening before yeah. the camera changes to something else that you're trying to focus on, and then it changes again. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And <clears throat> But back to the whole Freddy thing, the only thing I've, I've seen <coughs> like that would be close is the fans started. They wanted to see Kevin Bacon do it, and Kevin mm. Bacon retweeted it and said, I like the way you think. So I'd love to see that. Wouldn't it be crazy if he started – one of his first movies was Friday the 13th, and he played Freddy. Yeah. That'd be a twist. But What if that was his last movie that he made? Went out as Freddy? <laughs> yeah, st- 
one of his first big films is Friday the Thirteenth, and he mm-hmm. ends with that. That'd be pretty crazy. Yeah, he's he plays. He, yeah, he is, and he's and to me, he's almost like John Travolta. When they play villains, they're at their best, dude. Yeah. Like Pulp Fiction and uh, Broken Arrow, mm-hmm. uh, the Punisher, the first one they did with him yeah. and Thomas Jane. When John Travolta's in them roles, it's perfect, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it just works. He's got the he's got the face for it too. Yeah, like just how he looks when he's I don't know, angry, I guess. And then like it just. That smile so and that laugh yeah. is so sarcastic, not sarcastic, <laughs> sadistic, maybe yeah, is the word I'm yeah. looking for. But yeah, it, it works, man. Yeah. What was the last thing he was even in? Travolta? Mm-hmm. Um, he's done a lot of straight-to-DVD movies. I think the last thing I watched him in is he'd done a Gotti movie where he played John Gotti. Which his acting was really good, but you could still tell it was a cheaper made movie, so yeah. that kind of takes away from everything. But I mean, his performance in it was great. Hmm. Did anything uh, ever happen with that movie that they were filming in uh, the Express Oil or whatever? Or not Express Oil, uh, First Oil? Oh, in yeah, yeah, where the Dirt Track movie, uh, Trade and Paint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it come out. It was it was trash. I mean, it really <laughs> was. I, I watched it and sat through it just because... You knew where it was filmed at. Yeah. You know, Jeff went up there and got to see him when they meet him when they were filming it. Probably the only reason I really even watched it. But yeah. I hate seeing those type actors do that stuff, man. I mean, you still yeah. got to make money. Like we're still got to go to work come Monday, even though we're, you know it ain't our passion to do it. Yeah. But you still got to make a check. So I mean, they they make a lot more fucking money. <laughs> no doubt. Three to six. You should look. You should look up the new uh, Nicolas Cage movie that's coming out. Like, probably is the best thing to bring his career back to where it needs to be. I forget the title, but, like, (laughs) the preview was the most Nicolas Cage movie ever. It was pretty much him mocking characters he played the entire movie. (laughs) And it looks fucking hilarious. Uh, Did you ever see the uh, origin of the cuss words or whatever? No, I didn't. Where he was, uh, like, narrating that shit? That was fucking amazing. Yeah, I remember you telling me it was funny. five episodes or something, but that shit was fucking hilarious. I've always liked Nicholas Cage, man, but I always felt like you were either going to go in and be impressed or you're going to go in and see shit with his movies. Yeah, he didn't have any gray area. Yeah, he he, he really didn't. Like, he either knocked it out of the park and it was like, fuck you. He even done that with uh, Ghost Rider, the first one. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome. Second yeah. one, I never made it through him. <laughs> and, it and, it but... and it had Idris Elba in it, and he's a great actor too, but yeah. it just, it didn't work. Could have been a lot of the... Writing and directing for that too, though. Probably, and it there was just a lot trying to milk it. Yeah, there was a lot more CGI in that one too. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of rumors going around right now that Norman Norman Reedus is going to be the next Ghost Rider. I'm here like, for it. Yeah, I'm down for it. Like yeah, it was I'm between him it. and John, or not John Wick. Might as well call him that, but <laughs> Keanu Reeves. I'd be down for either one of them, but Norman. I just can't see Keanu in that that role for yeah. some reason. That just doesn't seem like his uh, his wheelhouse. Yeah. I'm down to see Norman do it, though. I feel like he deserves yeah. a movie like that because he, yeah. was, he was really good in The Walking Dead, even though it's it's terrible now because they just <laughs> drug it out and it's just not working like it did. I mean, slightly in The Walking Dead's defense, though, the fuck are they supposed to do? Yeah, they're running you know? from zombies. How's your dialogue going to get any better every I episode? mean, literally, what can you do besides go from city to city to city and then find a foe in every city? <laughs> yeah, true. I mean... Trying to fight for supplies and just being able to yeah. survive. That's about all you can do. I mean, it seems semi-realistic in that aspect, but... 
you know, that's a certain point. You don't I got I got really bored with it that. after they left the prison. Like I hated the governor one and all that. That which that's when they were at the prison, but I hated yeah. him and I was almost well, I hated the, his like the character, like it it was like a good acting thing for me. Like I fucking hated the governor. Yeah, that's what right. I'm saying. Not his acting yeah. yet, but that's when you know you're doing your job as an yeah. actor when you can make a viewer hate you. Yeah, you know. And then when he fucking chopped off old buddy's head, I was so goddamn mad. And I didn't really <laughs> like that guy either. Yeah. But it was like, really? Out of everybody, you gonna do the one motherfucker that really can't defend himself? Mm-hmm. What a fucking bitch move. Wasn't it? Uh, what's her What's her name's dad? Uh, Maggie. Yeah, was it his dad? That yeah, her dad. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I almost got bored with it, and then uh, when they brought uh, Negan in, and he fucking knocked it out of the park. <coughs> I never made it that far. Um, man, I got to like probably two episodes before. I'd say Negan to save you up. from some of the boring episodes, just go on YouTube and look up best Negan moments. But um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan knocked that shit out of the park, and he even said like they called in. It was like, how would you feel about coming on to The Walking Dead? And he's like, it better be fucking Negan. <laughs> and and he knocked it out. Dude. He he did really good with it. <clears throat> I mean, the comics for that, like, Negan was definitely my favorite part of the comics. Really? Oh, yeah. Easily. I never even knew it was a comic till I got halfway into watching it. I, I don't remember how many seasons, but Corey's the one that told me about it at work. Mm-hmm. And I almost hate that. It got brought up because, like, something would be happening with the show, and then Corey would be like, well, this is what happens in the comic. Motherfucker, don't yeah. tell me that. <laughs> and then he'd get ahead of the story, and it's like, well, thanks. I got, I got so far ahead of the story. Like, because when I finished reading the comics, like, I, I called up to the end of the comics at the time. Yeah. And it was whenever uh, me, Campbell, Coleman, and Crystal went to the Ole Miss game. Mm-hmm. And because I finished it on the way there, like, while we were driving there. And... For like the next two seasons, mm-hmm. I think. Like I knew what the comic would do, and like generally they followed it, but there was like they would change out characters that did shit, and yeah, you know they throw you like a. They didn't want to do it exactly like the comics because you, then everybody would just fucking know. Yeah. So they changed it just a little bit, like pretty much everywhere. But I have no idea where the comics went after that. Yeah. You almost feel like sometimes when you read the book or the comic before you see the movie, does it almost like almost ruin the movie for you before you see it because your yeah, expectations are going to be somewhere even though you tell yeah. yourself, don't go in with this, and yeah. then you do anyway? Because, I mean, you read it, you can you pretty much <clears throat> make all the visuals up in your head for it, you know? Yeah. So, like, I mean, like the book will give you what to imagine, I guess. But then you make it of yourself, and then you go watch the movie, and it's like, man, they didn't even explain why the fuck this happened. Yeah. Why were they even there? Nobody fucking knows unless they read the book now. Yeah. So I can I can understand, you know, the the book uh, the book people that yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, Whitney's a big book person. For people that don't know, that's my wife. But we can be watching something. I don't even know that it's been a book. You know, <laughs> and she it wouldn't like that in the book. Yeah. Because I'm not a. I love movies probably just because my mom worked at a video store when I was a kid, so that's you know mm-hmm. what I've done a lot. When it comes to book for me, I you know I'm a biography guy. I like reading about life experiences yeah. and stuff. So there's been very few fi- fictions I've gotten through, and most of them that I have has been Stephen King. Yeah. That's a good one. No, oh, yeah, definitely one of one of the best. That's probably my my favorite. 
for sure. Yeah. A Dark Tower series was fucking amazing. Yeah. Except for the fourth book. Fuck that one. But the rest <laughs> of them, they were pretty good. Yeah. And he's in such detail. I remember when I first started reading his stuff, because I haven't read a lot of it, but my, like one of my first times reading a book of his, I was like, how much fucking detail is this dude going to talk about this water falling out of this tree off this fucking leaf? <laughs> yeah. But he's very... Oh, damn, put some paws on it. <laughs> Hold while we use the bottle opener, a.k.a. my hands. There you go, sir. <clears throat> Speaking of that, though, on the books, uh, Whitney just bought me that new uh, Nikki Six book. Like oh, how another one? Yeah, it, it's uh, how I became Nikki Six. It's about before any of the uh, Motley, Motley stuff. Yeah. Was he in other bands before Motley? Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, I like forget what big it was. bands or like no, nah, no, nah, they were like stuff that was going around the strip in California mm. and stuff. Because that's how him and Tommy met. Tommy used uh, to go watch his band, and Tommy had his own. It was almost like Tommy was an admirer of Nikki's there for a minute, you know. Yeah. Kind of like when we go watch all these cover bands in the bar mm-hmm. type thing. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to reading it because Heroin, Heroin Diaries was a really good book, man. I mean, it'd have to be. <laughs> I mean, Because it, that's a wild motherfucker. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, the stories. But not even just the wild stuff, man. That dude is a very smart and very complex dude. That's not really something you put together with a... No, not not his image from Motley and all that stuff. Yeah, like reading um, what's the song um, the big, oh boy, think of the song. It was in the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. A Motley song. Yeah, the Motley song. It's not girls. It's not kickstart my heart. This is where you got to do your homework so you're not sitting here going, uh, for your <laughs> listeners. But, dang, I, I can't remember. Re- maybe it'll come to me, but anyway, like, when he was going through his bad deals with drugs, some some friend of his, it was a girl that was like, her family was religious and stuff, but I think she was doing drugs with him, but she gave him, like, the Lord's Prayer and was like, hey, you know, read this when you get in your dark times. Maybe it'll pull you out if you're really wanting to leave this alone. Mm-hmm. He, he took the Lord's Prayer and wrote that song, like, flipped the script and wrote it and it's so funny dude. I was like I'd have never thought listening to that song that that's what it was written from well, that's crazy yeah definitely what fucking song is it though I guess I'm gonna have to get on Apple Music so you gotta keep the listeners going while I'm sitting over here googling stuff because we don't have no Joe Rogan uh, memories you know to store all of our shit <laughs> how he does it I don't know with a thousand other things he has to do every day but um, we also don't have a James sitting over here that can just yeah we have to google out. our own shit maybe one day we'll get that good <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> I do know this Wes I hope you're listening to this so I can give you a rib uh, Wild Side that was it because oh, Wes could never yeah, fucking yeah. play that song <laughs> but yeah Wild Side is, was his interpretation of the Lord's Prayer and I thought that was so damn funny that's crazy and all that stuff they did was just pure image and just trying to get their shit out there. Yeah. But Miley had some rocking shit, dude. Oh, yeah. Nobody sounded like him either. I mean, other <clears> than the <throat> same old situation, you could put a blindfold on. If you'd never heard it before, you wouldn't know if you'd think maybe Poison was standing up there yeah. singing it. But other than that, they were they were tough, man. Yeah, you could definitely think Poison was singing that. 
I, I thought it was for a long time because like if like you play like listening to it in my mind right now, it even sounds like poison. Like even though I know who it is, like the voice and everything sounds like it. Like if you played um played it and then right after up skinny bop or something come on, yeah. uh, that's the greatest hits right there. Poison, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I mean poison has some good songs too, but Yeah, they did. They were they were a Motley's level. No, no, they were they're I mean, pretty Motley, good live, though, I will say. Well, two most bands are so much better live than what you're hearing. Like, mm-hmm. Def Leppard, for one, man, when you go watch them live, Phil Collins puts so much more in into their songs than what you hear on the studio album or something. It's so mm. much better. My next time you're... I, mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, next time yeah. you're just bored and doing something like... It, I mean, their stuff was good, though, but like you can see a lot more of his chops when he plays live. Yeah. He's really good. I mean, I guess if you get to see it, you're going to have more respect for it anyway. But. <clears throat> yeah. There's been some bands I wasn't even into until after I went and saw them in concert. I knew who they were and I knew their songs, but it was just like, mm, that's not kind of not for me. Like yeah. Seven Dust was one of them. When I saw them in Atlanta, I knew they were going to be there. It was their uh, homecoming or something. They mm-hmm. were the band before Black Label. And they they were probably the loudest band I've ever heard. But after hearing them live, it, it made me like their music more for some reason. I don't know why, but... <laughs> Maybe it's just because you have the memory with it now. Maybe, maybe. Could be. Speaking of Black Label, that new album is awesome. I listened to it a few times. Like that dude's times. That dude's the man. A lot of people don't like some people don't like his his tone or his style of play or even his singing, but that man, Zach's a fucking Viking rock god, dude. I don't care what <laughs> nobody says. Dude got sober and he's still kicking out hits like that. Yeah. Shoot. He's definitely fucking good. Yeah, I think him and Ozzy's supposed to do something again. What the fuck is Ozzy going to do? He can barely walk. I don't know. Will the motherfucker ever in a wheelchair? <laughs> I don't know. Hell, he could barely talk for years, but when he got on stage, he could still sing. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, though. <laughs> Dude, what? How Ozzy's probably got to be close to 80 by yeah. now. I mean, he's definitely 70. Who knows where he's at now, but. And that's somebody <clears> that's, it seems like it's fucking amazing that they are still alive. Yeah. Like they, Hell, look at Nikki Six. He's died twice. Yeah. Slash died too. Yeah. That was a good fucking uh, autobiography too. The Slash. Yes, it, it, that was. I mean, I'm a Slash guy anyway, but. Well, was, man, uh, I, I think when it comes down to pure rock and roll, does it get any more than Slash, dude? In my mind, no. I mean, I mean you think about it. That's my favorite guitar. The top so. hat, the leather pants. I mean, the whole gig, the blacked out Chuck Taylors. I mean, the I love Slash's style of play. And like going back to Motley and then you go to Guns, like their style of rock is some of my favorite. Like, don't get me wrong now. I'm, I love Metallica and I like Pantera, the heavier stuff. Mm-hmm. But that right there in the middle, yeah. man, it just hits differently. It really does. Yeah. And Slash is also one of those people that you can, you can just hear a song and then just know it's him. Oh like, yeah, he definitely got that effect. You know when Slash is playing that tone I mean, or the same just style with of play. Zach too. Yeah. You can uh, you can definitely tell him. Yeah. Richie Blackmore too. I mean, he's got that <clears throat> that weird classical like sound to him mm-hmm. that you can just pick out. It's so sad they're all getting so old, man. R.I.P. E.V.H. Yeah. That really sucked. And saying Blackmore made me think about uh, Ronnie James Dio. 
Yeah. Wow, man, he's been dead a long time now. Yeah, it's crazy. He had a freaking voice on there, though, dude. Mm-hmm. I was listening to some uh, some Rainbow fucking a couple days ago. Fuck, what song was I listening to? Something Mountain? Mountain something? Fucking, it's gone. Yeah, I, I'm not as up up to speed on them as much. I mean, I'd probably know the song if I heard it, but as far yeah, as knowing the songs know. and stuff by name... He 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 was definitely one of the top voices in rock for real. Oh yeah, I mean I don't know. Outside of like what Sebastian Bach, I don't know who I can really. And isn't it like, such a shame too for him to have that kind of voice and he's <laughs> yeah. just kind of wasted it? Like what what is holding you and Skid Row back all them years where y'all couldn't just do one more album together, man? Yeah, you know, that's such a fucking waste. I mean. If Slash and Axel could put their stuff aside, y'all got to be able to do it because their stuff got pretty rough. Axel comes in and is like, the other guy's like, it ain't working. And he's like, well, y'all can get out and Slash is staying. And Slash is like, I ain't staying here for this. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Well, I'm keeping the name. Slash like, I don't care. You know? Man on the Silver Mountain. That's the name of the song. Okay. <clears throat> um, I mean, I probably wouldn't put up with Axel's shit either, though. Nah, man, especially when you read Slash's book and some of the stuff mm-hmm. he did, especially especially with the crowds, making them wait, and then he gets out there, he might sing for five minutes, and it's like, I'm out. Yeah. It's not a... Like, why do you even make music if that's how you're going to go about it, you know? Yeah, exactly. When you put out... When you're passionate and you put out art like that, the whole point of it is to, for it to be heard or seen, whatever mm-hmm. it is you do. Then when you got thousands of people screaming your name and, like... Don't, there ain't no telling what the cat had going on, but still, man, these people pay their money. You can't yeah. get up there and perform. At a certain point, you got to fucking give them what they paid for. Yeah. I mean, you got 20,000 people sitting there fucking waiting to hear your, you know, terrible fucking singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It's, it's, it's pretty bad nowadays, too. Like, I'd still probably go see them just because I could say oh, I've never got to see it. Slash live. I've seen a lot mm-hmm. of people, but I would go just – to say I've seen Guns N' Roses, I don't care that they sounded yeah. like if he sounded like shit, because the playing's gonna be there. Mm-hmm. Slash and Duff's always gonna be on oh, cue yeah. together. So, I wish I would have went and seen fucking Metallica when they came last year or beginning of this year. Yeah, I think it, it got March. rescheduled for the beginning of this year. It's supposed to be in 2020, right? Oh, really? Yeah, I think COVID fucked it up, and, but they rescheduled. The fucking tickets left. <laughs> yeah, because I really like to say I've seen them. They were awesome, man. Saw them in Dallas, I Texas, like or Ozfest. It was really good. The closest I got was fucking that. Uh, and they played some songs too that did. you wouldn't expect. Like they were playing "Creeping Death," and I, I really didn't expect to hear those songs. <laughs> then they brought the dude out from Merciful Fate, and they done songs with him, King Diamond. Yeah, uh, it was it was really good though. I, that's probably the biggest concert I've ever been to because it was a stadium. They were in one end zone. The whole stadium was filled, and the football field was. <laughs> Full That's of a lot people. Of people. It was, but then also they had uh, stages set up outside too in the parking lots. For what? There were other bands there for Ozfest. Like you had like Seven Dozen, Dope. I can't remember all the so other. They band. were all playing in the fucking parking lot, and then Metallica just had the main stage. Yeah, pretty much. But but it, it was it was a it was a full weekend thing. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even go watch any of theirs. I I come in when they. 
I don't remember what night was the main show, but they done a ride for Dimebag thing down there. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people, like Vinny and Hell Yeah were down there to do the tribute for him. But uh, the guy from System of a Down, the lead singer, mm-hmm. he done a set by himself. And then Ozzy come out, and then Metallica closed the show. I, I mm-hmm. want to say that was one of the first times, or the first time that Metallica played Ozfest. Really? Mm-hmm. And that was the only just... that was the only American show they done that year for some reason. I don't know why. Hmm. Well, I mean, they fucking I guess they did it big, huh? Yeah. And I, they did it pretty center of the country too. I guess. Yeah. But a lot of times when they go overseas, they almost seem like I think I've even heard bands say they make more money over there. Probably because people over there don't have all the stuff that we have going on. Like, you can always find a concert or somebody to go watch in America. We're almost spoiled to that point to where yeah. it's like, uh, we're privileged. If it's not a big band, fuck it. You know, <laughs> overseas, hell yeah, we got something to do. Yeah. So, that could be part of why they go overseas a lot. <clears throat> could be. Or I wonder if they just get, like, a better cut. Or maybe this, maybe they can, I don't know. I mean, if they go to Europe or something, like, playing in the different countries and shit there is pretty much like playing in different states here yeah you know like here you can drive you know two hours and be in a different state and there you can drive two hours and be in a different country yeah so i don't know if it's like a thing kind of like that maybe could be could be i don't know why else you would make more money overseas yeah unless taxes possibly i don't know how that will work I i don't know how taxes over there work I mean, I know there has to be some, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, if it would be a higher or a lower rate or... Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I know they have better health care and shit. <laughs> yeah. I think almost <clears throat> anywhere does besides here. Probably. You get fucked with private insurance, so... <laughs> yeah. Pay all this money every month, you go to the doctor, oh, well, that'll be $50. Are you kidding me? He checked my pulse. He checked my blood pressure and said, well, everything looks good. We'll see you. <laughs> my well, insurance can't cover that. My dad pays almost $600 a month for his insurance now. And it's worse than the insurance he had before the new company bought them. Mm-hmm. And before he would only pay like $300 a month. And <laughs> he has to, he's getting something done this month and he has to pay, I think it was $1,800. Out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And then insurance covers the rest after that. And it's like, really? <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. But at Go Merca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do about it. You know. Just outside of moving. Yeah. <clears throat> well, to get off that topic, because we don't want to get into all that bullshit. What's wrong with the Lakers, dude? I wish I could answer it. <laughs> I mean, do you think AD. it's really? You really? Like, see, I haven't been able to watch them that much, but I've seen where they're not doing as good as people thought. I mean, LeBron is fucking lights out. That motherfucker really? is playing some of the best ball he's ever played in his career. Dude, how how crazy is that, man? He's what? Ridiculous. He just turned thirty-seven. Is that what it was? Was it thirty seven? Was it thirty eight? It's one of the two. I can't. I can't remember which one it was. But he just turned thirty seven or thirty eight, and he's like for the last six games, he's averaging like thirty five, fucking seven and six or something. 
Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, he is playing like he is still fucking 21. Well, what about Westbrook? Like, how's up? He's still doing, you know, a couple turnovers every fucking game. Uh, you know, missing a lot of shots. It's almost to the point where you get them guys, like, there's been a couple different, I guess, super team kind mm-hmm. of deal, but, like, Wade and Braun and Bosch, it worked. It took them yep. a minute to get there, but, you know, it worked well. And then with – I think the reason it worked with Durant when he was with the Warriors with Steph and Clay, they were just lights-out shooters. Kind of, yep. How can you go wrong when – you can't guard everybody when they can pull yeah. up from wherever they want to. But it's very rare that stuff works, man. But, I mean, like AD, he's just – He's definitely not playing at the caliber he should be playing at. Like, yeah. for the way people have thought about him before this season. He's he's supposed to be a superstar. Yeah. Probably, I guess he would probably be known as the best big guy in the game. Yeah. Really, and he's not pulling his weight. So. And I'm pretty sure he's going to get beat out by, like, you know, Rudy Gobert. And uh, definitely going to get beat out by a boy from – Oh, the Joker? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely getting beat up by him. Which, I mean, he's playing fucking – he's still playing MVP caliber. Really, when you look at the stats across the board, like, he probably really should be MVP. You know, but – It's hard to not give that shit to fucking Steph this year, though. (laughs) That motherfucker. Dude, I don't know. You know, he caught a lot of heat whenever Clay was out and Draymond was out and then he had the wrist thing. And they was like, oh, he just don't want to play because the team ain't there. Yeah. Boy, did he close that shit off this year, though. <laughs> and and Clay ain't even back. No. I think he started playing uh, G League or something right now. Yeah. I did see where uh, Steve Kerr said when Clay's ready, he wasn't bringing him off the bench. Yeah. Because I'm bringing him, him right in. I mean, those guys got great chemistry anyway. Yeah. So. And, I mean, he's always going to be a shooter. Unless yeah. he fucking loses all his fingers, he's still going to be fucking draining it. You so. think at this point it's probably safe to say that Steph's probably took over. I'm not going to say the best in the game right now, but like <clears> the poster boy or the the look of the NBA right now, like what kids are looking like. I want to be Steph Curry or play like Steph Curry, other than LeBron now. At this I point, I feel like everybody wants to play like Curry more than LeBron anyway, because Curry's just fucking draining threes. Yeah, because that's what everybody that's coming in wants to do now. That's what all the little kids want to do. That's what all the fucking high school people want to you do. You can definitely say he changed the game of basketball yeah. with the way it's been playing. I mean, you even see it in college now. And mm-hmm. now Auburn's looking really good this year. But I hate so bad when teams get down in a game. Like, you'll be down two points or even one point. Let's pull up a three. Man, go inside. Yeah. Get a foul. You know, try to make something happen. Like, now, though. Yeah, I know. But not uh, – <clears throat> back to what we just said. Not everybody, Steph, you might want to yeah. play like him, but you're not. That's Did you ever think you'd he, say he changed it like that? I he, mean, did you ever think you'd see wonders. like somebody could go, "He's better than Ray Allen" <laughs> when it comes to shooting? I didn't I think mean, we'd ever. Ten years said. ago, no. Yeah, Not but even then close. now, I mean, he's he's the best shooter ever. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt, no denying it. Every, like he said uh, in an interview, like fucking three days ago, I think. Yeah, every fucking three he makes now is setting a new record. You know? (laughs) And he's still young. He's got a lot of years left in him. Yeah. I do want to point out, though, the Bulls are playing good. (laughs) It took us a long time. But whoever they put in that front office and they took out of there, they made some stuff happen, and it's really worked. Like, that team's got great chemistry. There's no selfishness out there. The only thing that sucks for the Bulls is they're in the same conference with 
Brooklyn and Philly. <laughs> yeah. Because Philly's playing pretty good right now. Yeah, they look a lot better now than they started out. Yeah. I, I, like I hadn't really seen anything on Milwaukee. I have seen a few games, though, where it looks like Giannis is starting to get his shot together some, though. He's come, he's come further than Ben Simmons. That's why he's still oh. sitting at home somewhere. Yeah, he's he's fucking paid $10 million or something in uh, fees or uh, fines. He's got to pay that? He already has this year so far. Like to Philadelphia for not playing. He paid Philly $10 million for setting out this season. So far. Like he has Holy to pay. The, he has to pay it every game. Like every game, he's not there. What's he has his to pay salary it. a year? I don't remember. Wow, dude, that seems like a lot of money. It is a lot of money. He's just well. When I say that, that's a lot of money just for not playing. But I mean, he's literally just saying like, "I'm not playing for you." There, right? There's nothing wrong. There's nothing. They're well. They'll welcome him back. They were saying before, like the last time he was at the practice or whatever, there was something supposedly wrong with his back. Mm. But I don't know how true that actually is or, you know, yeah. what the deal with that is. But I don't really think it's anything – like, if it was actually something medical, because he won't get – Yeah, he, he wouldn't he, have he to pay He won't get checked out by Philly's uh, medical team. So, they're just like, okay, well, if you're not doing – If you're not well, putting the effort towards trying to get back, then yeah. guess what? Give us some of our money back. And, I mean, they – like, everybody has said that they will play with him. Yeah. Like – Maybe maybe it's his pride where so many people talk shit and all that, and he just really thought he was going to get somewhere, and then now he's not. Yeah, but is that worth $10 million so far? I mean, it wouldn't be for me, but (laughs) I don't have whatever he's got sitting in the bank either. No. You know, if Premier told me, like, Shane, if you don't come in this month, we're fining you $200, I'd be like, fuck that, I ain't coming this month. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll see you in February. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But that ain't how it works. No, we just get fired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We'll see you, dude. Um, yeah, that's so. Um, what do you think about the national championship, man? Is Kirby gonna get over that mark, or is Nick just gonna be his daddy? Historically, rematches <clears throat> usually go in the favor of the first loser. Yeah, but it's Kirby and Saban, so probably gonna get bent over by his daddy. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't hurt that Saban's the goat. Yeah, he definitely is. That's coming from an Auburn fan, but I mean, you can't hide facts. That dude's Too good. Well. And the one thing about Nick Saban, when he's got time to prepare, you're in trouble. Like that's why everybody's like, "Why does Bama look like this when they get into the playoffs?" You know, a lot of obnoxious fans are like, "Cause that's where we play, baby." <laughs> no, it's because he had a lot more time to prepare. People yeah. aren't banged up as bad. That's what it is. It comes down to he's the go-to coaching in college football, and he knows what yeah. he's doing. Yeah, but it's just fucking weird that he goes in there and fucking smacks Georgia around. After almost getting beaten by a fucking terrible Auburn team. Yeah. I mean, we had a couple pieces on defense, but outside of that, we were a fucking terrible team this year. Maybe they came in with a big head just thinking we're going to roll the uh, – because my thoughts – I'm going to always watch the Iron Bowl, but my thoughts are like, man, we'll be lucky if it's not like 21 to nothing by the end of the first quarter the yeah. way we were looking. Yeah. So maybe they come in with a big head and – Auburn was just juiced up, ready to play. Plus, it was we were at home, the crowd down there. But the one thing that really helped was Jameis Williams got out for targeting because I really think if he had been there, it would been a different story. That kid is so well, that fast. That happened in the third quarter, didn't it? I feel like that was the second quarter. It yeah. might have been the second quarter. 
But part of it, our D-line just dominated that game. Yeah. I mean, our defense looked like they – And that's what, what really – that's what shocked me in the SEC championship game was, oh, uh, Georgia's this best defense, you know. They had all these records holding people to, you know, one touchdown and whatever games. Mm-hmm. And their D-line got no push. So, did Alabama get that much better or improve, or was Georgia just – I mean, All hype is, because their schedule <clears throat> in the East really ain't that much. I mean, yeah, but we played them, you know? <laughs> yeah, Georgia – honestly, yeah. that's the only game, like, we, we lost a lot of games this year. But there was a lot of them we were in those games. The only one we got destroyed was Georgia. Yeah, and, I mean, that that right there lets you compare the two defenses. Yeah. And ours wasn't even fucking close. <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere. <laughs> but – we it didn't help so that uh, better against than they did. it didn't help that uh, Bo Knight threw the damn ball right at Shiver's mm-hmm. back, and then that ended in you know interception right down there by our end zone. Enjoy Oregon, enjoy. Yeah, you're <laughs> Oregon. You're welcome. Thank you for doing that. You know, God damn. I'd rather have a fucking defensive tackle being our quarterback than that motherfucker. <laughs> Campbell, if you're listening, don't get sensitive on that. I know he was your guy, but oh boy. I never really saw him leaving, though, man, because I just really thought. I figured he'd already been there. He might as well stay. Yeah, but. what's the point? You're, I, I don't care where you went. Probably the best place he could have went and improved is if he went to Ole Miss and played for Lane. Yeah. Because Lane's good. But I, if he went to Oregon, then obviously, because I don't know. It said him and Lane had talked. Who knows if that was legit or not. But if they talked and he didn't make it, then obviously something didn't work out. Yeah. You know? I mean, hell, he could have fucking just told him he wasn't going to start. <laughs> yeah, that that could be very well why I mean, he went to Oregon. Yeah. A lot of Oregon fans were upset on social media. They were like, they wanted the guy they had. I don't know nothing about Oregon. I ain't even mm-hmm. really – I mean, I've seen where they were in the in the rankings this year. They were doing good with Crystal Ball and all that, and then yeah. they got smacked in the face. And <laughs> then they lost the Pac-12 championship game. Then they lost their coach. Yeah. Then you got Bo Nix. Ooh, did y'all turn that season around. <laughs> Mm. I mean, unless uh, unless they just have a god tier fucking quarterback coach, that was a terrible decision. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see what Auburn's gonna do, man. Because TJ Finley ain't in either. Well, we got two other quarterbacks coming in, don't we? I don't know about we got Demetrius Davis on the bench. You know, he redshirted mm-hmm. for his first year, and then the kid that we got coming out of Georgia, I forget get his name, but he just won the state championship. They're really – he was a four-star, I think. They're really high on him, but, I mean, Demetrius Davis, his style, man, when he played in Texas, I think he won two uh, state championships down there. You know, that's pretty impressive for Texas football. Yeah. The only downside to him was in today's times, I don't really think you can consider downsides as he's only like 5'11", I think, 5'10". But when you say that, you look at Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson and people like that, and I mean Baker Mayfield's not amazing, but hell, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, and yeah. he's he's done more for the Browns than anybody else did. You're right you about know? that. So you almost <clears throat> can't you can't put stuff like that on people anymore, like yeah. heights a difference or weight or anything either. Hell, look at Devontae Smith, how small he was, and he's a Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. You know. Has he done anything pro though? I haven't. Uh... He's had some pretty good games from what I've what I've uh, looked at. I ain't watched games, and I've heard people talk about it, but they're not bad. I mean, um, 
People gave Tua a lot of crap. They started like oh, one, yeah, on one and seven or something. Now they're on a seven-game win streak. Yeah, they lost seven straight, and then he won seven straight. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the first time that's ever happened. They what about no Mac streaks. Jones? I haven't even seen anything about it. Like how Bro, they they're in they're, uh I don't know about now, but the last time I looked, they were number one in their division. They were like nine and four. Hmm. Belichick's the GOAT. <laughs> I ain't going to say go to of pro football because there's way too many coaches in pro. But, I mean, he to do that with a rookie quarterback, you almost look at it and go, and when Matt was at Alabama, their offense was awesome. He could put that ball on the money. Like, yeah. where does he stand against Jalen and Tua? Like, obviously he's not as athletic when it comes to running or whatever else, but what about overall? Well, he was the youngest out of them, wasn't he? I'm not sure about that. I mean, it would probably make sense since he was number three in line. Like, I feel like he came in last. Mm-hmm. It was probably younger, more inexperienced. Yeah. That's probably why. Because I know when, uh, what was it, when, was it when Jalen got hurt or when Tua got hurt? He come in and started playing good. It had to be Tua because uh, when Jalen and Tua were there together, you know, Jalen always come in after it. Mm. Because that only happened for that one year. Jalen started his yeah. first two, then they gave it to two after he won the national championship game yeah. for him. And that's when Jalen come in and won the SEC championship game for him. That's right, that's right. But when you look at that, though, too, with Tua not taking nothing away from him, he's a great quarterback or athlete, but other than that national championship game when he come in through that pass, what big games did he win? They lost to LSU, which, I mean, that was a freaking nature team then. You just had yeah. the stars aligned for Coach O then. And Burrow is balling. Yeah. I mean, so. He started off a little bit rough, but he's a. Uh, he's coming to his own. Yeah. 500 something yards. Wasn't it against the Ravens, too? And, they're always, oh, yeah, yeah. and they've always been uh, a defensive. Like, I want to say style. he said, uh, what's his name? It said something about him. Oh, yeah. And they made the comment, like, why was he still throwing passes and they had a lead on us in the fourth and all oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and Burrow said, this ain't Little League and it's not college. <laughs> yeah. This is the pros, so stop me if you don't <laughs> want me to do it. So Yeah. <clears throat> you know? Which, I mean, he kind of seemed like a uh, his fucking his sliding is terrible, too. I've been seeing clips of that shit. Like, like when he goes to slide so he don't yeah, get hit? <laughs> yeah. It's like he's never played baseball ever in his life. It's like what his slides look like. Damn. I mean, it's like his fucking his knee just falls under him, and then yeah. he'll like fall over. <laughs> I I hadn't really been watching much of <coughs> pro football this year. Oh, I haven't either. I've just been seeing clips on Instagram yeah. or Whitney Whitney the 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 Patriots fan has been keeping up with the Buccaneers a lot. Yeah. You know, wonder why that is. Couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's got to do with the best quarterback to ever play the game. Maybe. He's definitely that. But, you know, you have players like that. I remember when I first got to be a basketball fan with Allen Iverson, when he left the Sixers, I followed him everywhere, <laughs> you know. So well, I guess I never had to worry about that. No, because Kobe, Kobe stayed loyal. Yeah. He never left and went anywhere. <clears throat> he even stayed with Kwame. <laughs> oh, those were terrible <laughs> years, dude. That's like Bama with Shula and then there. <laughs> yeah, they had a rough stretch. <laughs> Man, Kobe, dude, he was such a – he was one-of-a-kind player for sure. Mm-hmm. Our Jordan, our generations. Oh, yeah. For sure. Still fucking – and he was doing so much shit 
Like, uh, after he retired with yeah. the communities and different things, too. Communities, man. fucking all the shit that he was doing with the WNBA and all the, the college female players and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's probably the saddest I've ever been with a celebrity dying. Easily, like when Paul yeah. Walker died, it was like, damn, that sucks, man. He was good and fast and furious. It's not going to work without him. And yeah. Maybe it's just – and they both had tragic deaths the way they died, but, like, yeah. and with Kobe dying with his daughter, too, and just – I guess, really, though, with AI and Kobe, man, that's what made me love basketball, why I'm a basketball fan now. Yeah. Because, of course, we all got <clears> to <throat> see Jordan, but we were at the ages to where – we didn't care about it as much. Like, yeah. I didn't even care about football, college football until I was like 16, maybe 17. That's probably 14, 15, somewhere around. Yeah. Like. Just never really got into it. I mean, I was a Kobe fan from fucking like playing NBA courtside on the N64. <laughs> yeah. Because he was on the fucking cover of that shit. And then was a Kobe fan from there on. I mean, before I – I was nine or ten years old when I got to Bibb County living here. I knew nothing about basketball. When I lived in Selma, it was about uh, skateboards and BMX bikes and stuff down there. It was just the, the kids I hung out with, I guess. Mm-hmm. Then when we moved up here, and Brandon, he was a big basketball dude, and that's all we had to do every day. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. And then stumbled across this dude tattoos and cornrows <laughs> it was like man that's a bad dude to be that small and it just took off from there been a fan ever since that's why you had the everyday layup <laughs> yeah that jump shot was kind of rough some nights but you know <laughs> put that first step on you if i get around you you ain't catching me and that was some fun mm. nights too man oh yeah and look at and looking at it now, can, I can't even think of like the last time we were out there. Like the night we left there, we didn't know that was gonna be the last time we all did that shit. Yeah, because it was an every night, every weekend thing, two yeah. on two, three on three. It was basketball. Yeah, and we, how the hell my parents put up with that shit? Because that <laughs> basketball court my dad done for us was maybe 12 foot from their bedroom yeah. window. There's no way that they couldn't fucking hear everything that we were saying and fucking hear every goddamn dribble. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or when you the know. ball got through and knocked against the fence and it hit the trailer a couple yeah. times, you know. But I, I asked uh, – I think I, I asked both of them at some point in time, and they both pretty much the same answer. They was like, I'd rather y'all be here outside doing this and we not sleep as well than y'all be off somewhere and we didn't know what you were doing. You know. Yeah, I mean that makes sense, but at the same time, it's like all them fucking nights, and not a single time did you ever come out there and say, "Get the fuck out of my house, yeah. go home." <laughs> <laughs> there was some, there were some nights when I'd ask them though, they would tell me no. You know, <laughs> then we'd just pile up on the other side of the trailer and play two uh, K in the bedroom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kudos to my parents for that, man, because we always had a fucking crowd at the house. Yeah. And, like, both of them would sometimes would get irritated with it. And, like, you got to stop coming over here. Y'all need to go somewhere else. And then people wouldn't be over there for a week or two. And they're like, where's all the guys at? <laughs> I'm like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I get it now being being a dad, though. Like, when we have uh, Hannah and all of her little cousins over here, I like to do it for her. But, man, it, it, it can be fun sometimes, especially when you get a bunch of them over here. Yeah. When it's just two of them. Not so bad, but all of them were we. <laughs> then you get up the next morning, you got to feed all of them. <sighs> yeah. 
But I mean, I guess that's a little bit different though when it was like uh, we were over there playing basketball. Yeah. Like, you didn't have to sit there and watch them, you know. True. You just had to put up with the fucking bullshit that you was hearing. Because <laughs> there was definitely some bullshit. Well, hell, even the next door neighbor. Yeah. You know, he, he, I, I'm pretty sure they complained about it. I know we, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard my parents talk about that before, but there wasn't really nothing they could do because it ain't like we was really we're causing. Not out there like having a party, fucking blaring music and shit. Yeah, we were just playing basketball. Yeah. You know? Wow, we were such good kids then. What happened? Probably like what we were drinking in front of us. <laughs> well, we were drinking that, yeah. <laughs> True. Well, not that one. No, we was probably Bud Light guys back then. I 100% was. Oh, I know I was too. Shout out Jeff even. Daly every day. Go to get you know, half a case after work or whatever. I can't even touch a fucking Bud Light now. No, I can't either, dude. I really hate you didn't get blue... It, couldn't find some blue moons before you came over here, but... I went to Walmart, and I went to Sitgo. Neither one of them had it. What? That's where I got the Yeelings from, was Sitgo. I thought those were Dos Equis you got in there. Oh, Dos Equis. I saw Yeelings. I didn't get those. Yeah. I got Dos Equis. They're both good beer, though. Can't be mad at that. God, I was hoping there was just going to be, like, some six-packs of the blue moons in there. Yeah. And they didn't fucking have nothing. I didn't even see a spot for them. You get lucky every now and then. I love when they have them in the can in the in the eighteen pack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was looking. That's for. That's like hitting gold. That's <laughs> yeah. like when you go to the casino and bloop, you got fifty. <laughs> I ain't never seen that at the casino. Me I've neither. Only ever lost except for that one night that I won. I got up like seven hundred, I think, playing yeah. roulette, and then went back in there the next morning. Lost all that shit. <laughs> I think I won forty bucks before, and that was it. The rest of and it's, it's so weird that I'll get in these moods. Like, it'll be, like, every other year or so or mm-hmm. something. It's like, I just want to go to the casino. I guess it's just another way I want to blow my money instead of going to eat this fast food somewhere, <laughs> you know? I like going to the casino. I haven't been since fucking COVID and shit, though. So, like, I don't even know how it is now. Uh, Christian, last time he went was about a month ago or so. You still got to wear a mask down there. Mm. Yep. Well, I guess that really matters a whole lot. Not really, but... It's slipstick for me because I wear glasses, though. Yeah, same for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hate it. I hate it when you... And then being in there and everybody's smoking, too. Hell, you can't breathe halfway in there anyway from all the <laughs> smoking air, so shit. But... Like, what happens when you're smoking and drinking? You just fucking pull your mask down and you fucking do it then? Yeah. I mean... Like, I think he told me, too, like, people were walking around they didn't have the nose covered up. He's like, yeah. what, what the fuck's the point? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's probably the, the most difficult thing with all this happening. Because don't get me wrong, there's been some people that's gotten really sick. It's not like I'm saying it's not real or it's a joke, but, you know, it's just been so many things where it's like you got to wear a mask and then you see people, like, pulling it down like that and then you got to wear a mask when you come to the restaurant, but when you sit down at your table, you can take it off. Yeah, yeah. You're contradicting yourself with that. Yeah. You know, <sighs> Yeah, it doesn't make know. a lot of sense to me. I don't know. If you're going somewhere to where you literally have to not have a mask on to be able to do what you're doing, why do you have to have it on when you walk through the door? Is like yeah. that one area going to be like the safe haven or something? Yeah. You know, like I don't, I don't understand it, but. 
I remember when it was first going on and it was overseas. It was like, ah, oh, it ain't going to come over here. If it does, yeah. you know, we'll knock it out. And then it turned into what it was. And like, yeah, even now. fucking two years later. <laughs> yeah, and then now they're bringing up this other variant and all that. And it's just like, you know, just from what I've read and all that, and my wife will probably kill me when she hears me talking about it, but, like, everything I've seen with this new variant, everybody's got, it's been mild compared to the original. And it's just well, like. I think, like, what I've read is said that it's, uh. It's like not as violent, but it's more. Uh, it's more contagious, but yeah. it's not as yeah, yeah. I think I think I read that too. But I mean, <coughs> fuck nowadays you can't even fucking trust anything you got them read about anything like yeah, that. So very true. I mean, that could have been coming from fucking anybody. I think we're at a point <laughs> now too. That I don't. I don't really think the economy or we can't come to a point to where we stop like we did last time. It hurt everything way too much. Our economy's fucked anyway. Yeah. It's, it's going to catch up to us. Oh, yeah. In the, in the uh, here's like my thing, though, is like everywhere's hiring right now. Like I've seen an advertisement for Hobby Lobby's paying eighteen fifty an hour. Yeah. Bro, I wish <laughs> I would have been in high school. I would have been in there stocking the shit out of some little model cars and stuff, yeah, man. Sweeping floors, right. you know? But then you see all these people that don't want the jobs or if they get a job, they don't show up or they just quit. It's like mm-hmm. the people just – don't need money now or something? I mean, a lot of it had to do with them, uh, you know, getting unemployment. Yeah. And getting that, that getting extra those, boost. And getting those loans, too, that for, yeah. your, for your business you really had. Yeah. yeah, apparently they lost a lot of fucking money doing that. Like, the government. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were idiots to just be like, if you have a, you know, I wish I'd have been doing this right now. You know, you just cost <laughs> my podcast, like, I don't know, eight grand. You can't have any guests anymore. Yeah, I can't have nobody over. Yeah, they can't make it over here. Shoot. I know there was one guy that uh, he didn't have, even have a business at all, but he applied for like fucking 15 of those loans or something <laughs> and got every goddamn one of them. Is that the same guy that bought the Lamborghini and they busted him? Probably. Yeah, I saw yeah. a guy, like, he bought a Lamborghini and all this shit, and they got him. Yeah. They say they're still looking into a lot of that. Like, a bunch of people's gotten busted, but. Yeah, but I mean. Why would you even allow it to be that easy? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> I mean, you're just giving money to a bunch of people that probably haven't ever had money, and then you're going to turn around and take it away after you catch them. Yeah. But then that's going to be, like, what they're fucking trying to get, if assuming they don't, uh, you know, get fucking 15 years in jail. Yeah. Know? They're just going to be constantly fucking wanting to have that feeling again so you're probably just making a bunch of fucking criminals <laughs> you know true I don't know it's crazy world whole... we're living in right now yeah I'm ready for uh which one you want it don't matter just hand me one beer's beer oh you got well bro ain't this uh yeah yeah you're gonna have to hand me one of the other ones I ain't got <laughs> I ain't got the whole ring to pop it open with but all right, we'll get out the whole COVID kick. We don't want to get depressing on this place. That's not what we're going to do on this podcast. Uh, what do you think about uh, Ninganu and oh, is it gone? Syria gone? Where do you see that going? One of two ways. Number one, Cyril loses his fucking head. And gets knocked out. Yes. <laughs> and the other way, he's going to 
probably play it the exact same way that he did against uh, Derek Lewis. Yeah. Pull what Stipe did the first time he fought in Ngannou. Yeah. I think this is his last fight on his contract too. And you know he's been talking. Yeah, he's been talking a lot of shit with the UFC. Like he doesn't feel like he's been represented as much since he's been champ. And I'm sure Faye's part of it too. Like fighting sooner than he wants to fight and shit. Yeah. Even though he's fought like twice this year or something, or twice last year now. Yeah. But it's funny how that shit changes because when you're coming up, it's like, oh, you got to fight for me. Hell yeah, here I am. You yeah. remember Connor was the same way. Yeah. Anybody, anywhere, it didn't matter. And then now, I mean, what's gonna happen? With, what What happens with him now, though? Like, definitely don't want to see him fight Poirier again. No. Poirier is just that guy that's got his number, kind of like Nick with Kirby. <clears throat> it, I think Poirier's just got his number. And then, I almost think now that Connor's got those losses and people see him vulnerable and it. Even his talking's not as good as it mm-hmm. used to be to me. I think that mystique's gone. Almost yeah. like the Muhammad Ali effect, yeah. how he would be in your head before you got in the fight. Mm-hmm. I think that's gone now. Like, people's yeah. not like, oh, shit. You know, he's doing all this talking, and last time he said he's going to knock yeah. this dude out in this amount of seconds, and he was doing it. Yeah. And then after he got lost, you see his vulnerability. Oh, this dude's just like me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not saying I mean, that Connor ain't talented, because, of course, he wouldn't I mean, be obviously where he, he is. is, but. It's also, it's like, uh, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but I think he had a lot of fucking luck. Like, the whole fucking uh, auto thing, I think that was fucking, it was a good It's such game a shame plan. we did not get to see that. The rematch. Like. And it was promised a rematch fucking 35 seconds after he knocked the motherfucker out. Yeah, know? like, look look at this past <clears throat> fight. Nobody saw Pena beating Newton is. She, she come in there and broke her, man. Yeah. Broke her. And they're talking about, uh, yeah, Nunez gets an automatic title fight. No. She shouldn't. That That's one of them times that uh, it, it shouldn't happen at all. <laughs> yeah, but if uh, if she's getting one, how did a guy that went undefeated for, what was six, seven years, whatever it was, the only featherweight champion in UFC yeah. history, yeah, he got ghosted. But anybody can get caught. He was coming forward. Yeah. He dropped his hand. Connor caught him. That's yeah. when you get knocked out or caught. Yeah. That fight, again, who knows what happens. Because look at him now. Yeah. I mean, Aldo's right back in the mix at 135. Yeah. He could be fighting for a title pretty fucking soon. I'd love to. A, I'm, I'm, I'm he's down. He's fight win streak, ain't he? Yeah, I'm down for him and Dominic Cruz, though. I'd love to see that. I would, too, but. I just don't think there's anything in it for Dom, honestly. No, not really, other than just a bucket list to be able to say he fought Aldo. Yeah, but, I mean, the way Aldo's fighting right now, there's a 0% chance that he's going to win. <laughs> yeah. I just wish Aldo would fucking pull out them goddamn leg kicks again. I still don't understand that, dude. I don't either. I mean, he could have just evolved into a more, like, hands-heavy fucking Ma- fighter, but... Maybe maybe he got some knockouts and he just didn't need it anymore. But I think a lot of why he did leg kicks in the earlier point of his career, he was a soccer player. That was probably yeah. a strong suit already, so they just went with it. But well, still, I'm like you, though, because, man, when he, he fought He broke fa- a lot of people Man, when he that. fought favor, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Like, yeah, that motherfucker's leg literally looked like a tree trunk because it was so fucking brown. 
<laughs> from the man, that dude is so tough too because there's no way in hell I'd have stood in there for that fight. No. Same way when he fought Mike Brown and he had two broke hands and he was swinging <laughs> elbows. Rod Faber's a tough dude, man. Couldn't be me. I know that. Uh, nah. That's definitely. I think one good kick to the back of your thigh, it's like, <laughs> done. Yeah. We'll see you, man. I mean, there's there's no way that I could take a take a kick from Aldo and voluntarily. I mean, the only walking. other person I can think that had a leg kick like him was when Pat Berry was in. Like yeah. getting started, dude. God, I, he was throwing fucking two hundred sixty fuck, pounds behind. Fuck it. yeah, dude. I, I wished he would have went to two hundred five so bad. Cause I feel like when he fought heavyweight, he didn't cut weight or anything. He just because yeah. you know he wasn't but what five ten. Yeah. And was knocking these big man. Mm-hmm. If he'd have went down to two hundred five. I mean, he was coming in there like two forty. Yeah. You know, like he wasn't even super close to the fucking weight limit. And then Not our buddy the other, what two weeks ago, fucking missed heavyweight weight. Yeah, first time in <laughs> UFC history. Like, yeah. you can't make 265 pounds? <laughs> yeah. Bro, don't eat that last <clears throat> peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You can make it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, If that, Brock a... Lesnar can make 265, bro, <laughs> yeah. you can. Because that yeah. dude's made out of boulders. <laughs> you know? That's... The dude's back's as wide as a dump truck. I mean, come yeah. on. And if he can a, make it, you can. Roids. Yeah. He was solid muscle yeah. from the Roy. So, I mean, he hardly lost any water weight because he yeah. didn't have any to start yeah. with. It was <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how that even happens. Because that's something you have to be able to see. Like, yeah. you're fucking two weeks out, and you're walking around two fucking uh, – two weeks out, he's probably walking around fucking 285. Yeah. Like, you can look at that and be like, man, I need to lose some goddamn weight. <laughs> I feel like if I was a fighter, the two things that I would just feel like shit about or I wasn't professional is if I didn't make weight or I got in there and just was fucking tired. Yeah. You know? But I mean... But and on the tired part, your adrenaline and all that can come yeah. into play. But I would still feel like, man, fuck, you couldn't prepare for that? Yeah. You know, if I go in there and get caught, it is what it is because shit's going to happen. Yeah. But especially with four-ounce gloves, but... I mean, it's... I don't know. If you get tired, though. BJ Penn's a prime example. Back in the day, not when, not this BJ we had like these last two or three years, but like back in the day, when BJ lost, you could tell he wasn't conditioned or his mind just wasn't there. But when he was, boy. I mean, that's where motivated BJ Penn came from. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Murphy for that one. Motivated BJ Penn. He was a beast, man. I remember he fucked Diego Sanchez up. He split his forehead that night. Unfortunately, a lot of people did. (laughs) Yeah, and did you see he's about to fight again? Yeah, uh, Kevin Lee and that and uh, Khabib's thing. I think it's fucking ridiculous that Kevin Lee got released too. I do too, man. Because he definitely wasn't on like release level. No, every fight Kevin Lee had was a tough-ass fight, too. Yeah. He didn't take no shortcomings or no, like, uh, we'll put you against this caliber guy and then we'll see what you – like they're yeah. doing with O'Malley. Yeah. You know? Which I really think, though, too, I'm not saying O'Malley could go fight the champ right now, but I do feel like he could get a top 15 guy and stand in there with him because that mean, kid's just got it. like he's going to get Garbrandt. I don't want to see it. I kind of want to see it. I mean, don't Just get me wrong. I see what'll happen. You know my ass is going to watch it because <laughs> it's UFC. But the reason I don't want to see it is O'Malley's so accurate. 
and Cody's chin is just so bad, not man. There. Yeah, it is not. <laughs> but where's also, the you know where's Cody's the power. where's the Cody that fought Dominic? Where did that guy go? I think he left after that fight. Because <laughs> it's almost like he that, that he grew up only... in Uriah and them's camp. Uriah couldn't beat Dominic, so the whole time he trained his life to beat Dominic <laughs> Cruz, he got there, and then it's like, damn it, dude! He made I mean, he one of the smoked him. He smoked him. Oh, bad! bad. Like I mean, to the point <laughs> to where you were laughing at it. Yeah, it was it was that bad. I don't know, and I mean, he didn't even. But like realistically, though, from the UFC standpoint, it probably is a good idea, something you could promote. Can the up-and-comer yeah. beat the former champ? Can the former champ come back to where he used to be? So, yeah. I, it'd be an easy fight to sell. So, yeah, I can see that. And I mean, also, it could be a fun fight for either side, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you got O'Malley fucking could just sit there and piece him up for goddamn probably like a round and a half. Mm-hmm. Or... He could get fucking caught with one of Cody's hands and be out like a light. Yeah. You know, Drake's status on that motherfucker. I almost think you need to run it back with uh with Vera though. The one that beat um, O'Malley. Maybe, yeah. But But Cheeto's had some he's he had some good wins since injury though. Yeah. But wouldn't you want that fight back? I mean, and Vera's done beat Frankie and a other a couple other good guys. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Because, I mean, they're not going to give them anybody super high up anyway. Mm-mm. I can't really. That weight class is in a messed up position right now, too. Because, really, there's nobody else that's active right now that can fight Piotr Jan and actually do anything with him until you know, he uh, – Aljo's got to fight him. Mm-hmm. Like whatever he's got going, I know he had the surgery, and I don't know what happened this last time. But you're gonna have to beat the dude. Like you're not gonna just get it for the illegal knee. Like you. I mean, yeah, but he's caught a lot of fucking shit for getting kneed in the fucking face when he was literally down. Oh yeah, like you it know? was legit. I'm not saying like he didn't get fucked up. Yeah, but I mean, he's just caught so much shit for that. Yeah, and it's literally. Well, it's probably because after that he went and had the surgery on his neck and all that, but. You know, when you listen to a lot of these guys talk on podcasts, you know, if it don't happen in training camp or during a fight, they can't get that shit covered through the UFC. They they have to go through their personal insurance for stuff like that. So they fight injured. That way, after the fights, they can go, yeah. I need this fixed. Then the UFC's got to pay out of their pocket, yeah. which I think is stupid. I mean, they don't have a very good setup for... The UFC's got a very good setup honestly. to make money for themselves and to <laughs> yeah. keep the eyes on them. I mean, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, that's why Jake Paul fucking just put out that thing to Dana, you know? Yeah. Trying to give them more. Smart more move money. on Jake Paul because you got to give the kid credit. He's got a punch. He knows how to make noise. He can keep the eyes on him. But, bro, you're not fixing to go to the UFC and fight Mazda in a cage in a full-on UFC fight. You'll get fucked up. Well, I think he knows that, but I think he also knows that there's Yeah, he no knows way Dana and them ain't going to budge on that fighter <laughs> yeah. pay and insurance and all that shit. Yeah. He's a smart kid. But, he, I mean, they make a lot of fucking money. They could definitely give more. Definitely. And it, what's so messed up about it is you'll see fighters like Rose Namajunas. She's two-time, the only two-time women's champion in any division. She lives in a 
I don't know if she's in an apartment. No, she got a house now. But, bro, she lives in a house like we would get working a nine-to-five. I feel like that could also be about choice for her, too. Probably, because she seems... She's, she's that kind of... But you see a lot of UFC fighters, man. Like, even Amanda Nunes, like, her place wasn't even that great. Well, she lives in Brazil, though, yeah? No, she lives in Florida down there. She's oh, close she? to the top team, yeah. Oh. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they have shitty houses, but... To be champions in the spotlight and she was the GOAT? Yeah. This woman should be living in like a, a mansion if she wants it. Yeah. Well, maybe she didn't want it. Maybe not. I mean, they're... You know? Even Dominic Cruz, when he was on top of the world, he had a nice house out there in California where he lived, but it still didn't look nothing like you would think. Even with... Uh, well, being in California makes it a lot harder, too. Yeah. <laughs> even Demetrius Johnson, when he was the flyweight king and everybody's like, he's the number one fighter in the world. He was living in a subdivision almost kind of place. Nice place, though, but, I mean, yeah. not what you see people like. I don't want to say Canelo Alvarez or Floyd Mayweather because they're top of the game, but some of yeah. the lower-end boxers, man, they're living better than that. Yeah. But, I mean, they have – like, they have their own bargaining chips, though. Yeah. Like, you're just a fucking – you're basically a contracted-out fighter for UFC. Yeah. So, yeah. Whereas they, they get to set their own shit. <laughs> for boxing, yeah, definitely, De- definitely some things that have to change for them going down the road. Like, I mean, obviously they got more money than we got, but you feel like, yeah, you know, I mean, some of them, we might have more than a lot of the people that we don't fucking know. Yeah, like on know? the lower ends, it's getting like fifteen grand to show up, mm-hmm. and half of that's going to go to their training. Yeah, and if not most of it, and then they fight. Fucking three, maybe four times a year tops. Yeah. So then you that's look at it that way, money. that's fucking 30 grand a year. Yeah. I mean, that's, I guess, technically little. I guess, yeah, I guess that's where your passion for what you're doing takes over more than the money does, yeah. though. That's one of the But there's some of them out there <laughs> that's, you know, living pretty well. I mean, look at John Jones. Yeah. He's been, he hadn't been fighting it. I'm sure he's still sitting fat. And, oh, yeah. Of course, Connor is, but some of that's not UFC. You know, Floyd helped yeah. him a lot. Obviously, Poirier's doing pretty good because he's got a house in Vegas and in Florida, or in Louisiana, I think, now, too. Yeah. And, but they still don't seem like they're on that level with some of those boxers, man. Like, you even see boxers that's been around four and five years, and they're riding around in rolls and mm-hmm. nice places and stuff. Well, they get their own fucking sponsors, though, too. Yeah, too, yeah. So, you know that that by itself. Plus, it, like you and like you were saying with the UFC fighters, they're under a brand. Like when a boxer yeah. goes out, they this, are the brand. This, yeah, we want this amount of money. I'm bringing these sponsors with me, so there. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it, but we'll see how it goes over the years and see. But I mean, it's probably gonna stay the same as long as they literally can keep it that way. Like, oh, until, why wouldn't it? You bought I mean, a company for two million dollars and you turned it into a four billion dollar sale. Yeah. I, I mean, just until until they can until the actual fighters themselves are like fuck this enough to where it's going to actually hurt their fucking bottom line. Nothing's ever going to change. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason for it too from a business standpoint. Because if you look from back in the day, the guys that got the UFC where it is, there's only three guys that are still kind of living pretty good. It's got money. And that's Tito, Chuck, and Forrest. Like they're Tito, t- Tito made a lot of fucking money from Bellator, too, though. He did. But Chuck, yeah. 
And, and then Forrest, they've kept him well, around. Chuck and Forrest both worked for the USC afterwards, too. So, And I thought it was so crazy that Forrest is still there. Now, I don't know what they were paying Chuck or what Forrest gets paid. You know, maybe Forrest isn't as much of, to pay for. But without Chuck Liddell, the UFC ain't where it is either. Mm-hmm. He was the first. Tito was the first one to get acknowledged. It was the hair. It was the pant. The but, like, true rock star, it was Chuck. Yeah. Because – it was, his fight, it was his fighting style. Then he had the haircut and every, mm-hmm. the cool name, Iceman. So he was the first rock star for the UFC. And I feel like I'm pretty sure they still do something for him, though. I'm sure they didn't just completely cut ties when he got let go from that yeah. job. I mean, he still goes to the events and shit. So Yeah, I'm sure he ain't paying for them tickets. Yeah. You know, maybe he's in an ambassador role or something. It could be something like that. Yeah. I mean, there ain't no telling. <laughs> Every time I think about uh, Chuck now, though, all I think about is the uh, that one um, video of him in the crowd where it looks like he's fucking snorting some shit off his fingernail. <laughs> <laughs> like it's funny to watch Chuck uh, watch fights, man, because he's like pulling his hand back and moving yeah, in the seat and shit yeah. like he's actually in there. It's uh, It's fun to watch. And him against the – him and Tito – like they fucking when was that? Fifteen years ago? Like two thousand three, four. Also twenty years ago. Man, it's been a long time. Like they uh I just saw something about it. I don't know if it was on Instagram or Reddit somewhere. They sold a million units like back then. And that's more than the fucking majority of the UFC fights now. Yeah. Like that's well, that's you ridiculous. didn't have streaming back then either, like you got now. I mean, that's true, but you would still though. Yeah, but again, that's another reason why Conor McGregor is always going to get special treatment. You can put him on a card; you're getting a million views. Yeah, you know. Unfortunately, because <laughs> I haven't. Uh, you know, I've never fucking liked him. I liked him in the beginning, man, but then. After the Floyd fight, and then, well, no, probably not after the Floyd. Probably after he beat Alvarez, and then he never would defend the belt and all that, and he just got to be a shit human being, man. Like, you, yeah. don't get me wrong. We all make mistakes. But some of the shit he was doing, yeah, you can't blame all that shit on proper 12, bro, <laughs> and being drunk. I mean, I mean, I guess if you never fix your being drunk, you can, but at the same time, it's like, fuck, after you done beat up an old dude in a fucking bar. And when shit just <laughs> keeps happening, like it wasn't a one or yeah. two time thing, kind of like John Jones. Yeah. Come on, man. You need to get your stuff <clears throat> together. Nobody's perfect, but, you know. Yours is in the spotlight changes. for everybody to see. Yeah. I hope fucking Jones changes like he said he was going to. Man, I hope so, Probably dude. He's not, such but. a... He's, Without a doubt, the best to ever do it. Yeah. You can't argue that. Even though he's had some fights where it's like, oh, he almost. Dude, he, he he's just I mean, got he, it. He's built for it. He's never lost. Yeah, he's like, built. legitimately lost. Yeah, I mean, the man, that, that DQ, Hamill, yeah. He was killing that dude, man. Yeah. And that was a stupid thing because you can. It's can so crazy. so much more powerful hits than a fucking 12 to 6 elbow. Yeah. <laughs> but they that, don't allow that. That is wild. 
Yep. But hell, I mean, the closest they ever come to losing was Gustafson. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I guess the uh, something could be said for what's his name that fucking blew up both his goddamn knees. Yeah, uh, Santos, but he Santos, still yeah. he still wasn't doing a lot of damage. Like he was keeping him on his heels, and he got some licks in, but he still yeah. didn't do nothing for real. I mean, for a guy not having no fucking legs, though, he did pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes you wonder if he would have not had that happen. If he could have I mean, the second fight with Cormier, but. Cormier was giving him a, a damn good fight. Yeah, yeah. You know, but after that. The third fight, though. Man, and dude, worked. when Cormier fought, too, I couldn't stand that dude. But, like, yeah. him, as far as, like, on commentary and hearing him talk and stuff, he's freaking great. He's great. Yeah. I mean, I fucking love him as a person, but I hated him as a fighter. Yeah. He would say so much shit. I, but I guess he was doing his job because – it made me want to see him get his ass kicked. Yeah. But then when you see him outside of it, he's like one of the best human beings you could be around, really. Mm-hmm. Him and Max Holloway, which I ain't yeah. never hated Max. I don't see how anybody could hate that dude. Yeah, it's <clears> a <throat> hard thing there. He's fucking, he's such a, a normal cat. I wonder what happens with him now. I mean, really, you're either he's going to have to go up and wait or he's going to have to fight old boy again. Volganovsky, and I mean, I really don't even care to see that fight because I feel like Max won it the second time. I mean, I feel like he won it the second time too. And the first one was so close, just almost like, and everybody yeah. thinks Max got the second one. It's like you probably shouldn't have that belt, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, that's how I feel, pretty much. I'd love to see him and Connor go again, though. Yeah, I think that'd be a completely different fight now. Oh, one hundred percent. Which I don't think he was ever. Connor didn't dominate that. Up with a mystique. Yeah, you know, Connor never thing. didn't dominate him the first time. Yeah, it was a damn good fight. <clears throat> but yeah. Max was really young then. Mm-hmm. I would definitely uh, like to see him fucking piece Connor up. I think that'd be amazing. <laughs> I mean, I'm down to see anybody piece Connor up though. I really don't know what they're going to do with Connor, man. They keep bringing up different scenarios, but I really think what they're going to end up doing is uh, the trilogy with Nate because there ain't no one there for Nate to fight. And there's really no one you can bring Connor in and fight. There's a lot of fucking people that Nate can fight, but Nate's not just going to fucking fight to fight. (laughs) Nate's at the point now where he wants money. Exactly. He's only going to fight people that are going to give him money. So he's going to want to either fight fucking, you know, top three or he's going to want to fight Connor. You know, and you can put Nate in a fight. He might not win it, but he's going to be, but in, he's it. Gonna be in it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. look what he did with Leon Edwards, man. Nobody's yeah. really done much, nothing with that dude. And he almost got him in that last yeah. round. He fucking, uh, he was so close. He I really wish he would have got that fight, man. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't dis- dislike Edwards or nothing. I'm just a Diaz guy, but damn, it was so close. I don't really like, Edwards ever since he uh, started doing all his fucking shit about pretty much he deserves a title shot when he hasn't really done all that much. And the little that he has done to hasn't me hasn't been impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's won, which says something, but it's, I don't know. Yeah, and then he had the one fight against Muhammad where he eye poked him. Yeah. You know, and that got called, and that was a close fight. Yeah. So... I feel like they should fight again. I feel I mean, like he I, just uh, he just fucked up old Wonder Boy. Yeah, 
Usman's gonna gonna get him again if they fight. To me, I think. Yeah. Usman's on a different level than he was two years ago. He still doesn't seem that good though. Like watching him fight, he doesn't. I don't know something about him. He doesn't look that good when you watch him fight. I mean, I mean, obviously he's good. He's He's the best. He's the best of his generation right now. But, and I'm very biased when I say this, but you're not GSP. No, sorry. GSP fought everybody. When he lost, he went and avenged that loss. Mm -hmm. And when he fought you, he most of the time beat you at your own game. The only time he didn't do that was with Jake Shields, but. I don't give a fuck how good you are. Don't get on the ground with that cat because <laughs> Damian Maya couldn't beat him, yeah. and that's saying something. And that's one of the best of the best ever. Yeah, if I can be on the ground with somebody. So what he had like six uh, submission wins when he first come in the UFC. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just crazy when you see an American guy beat a Brazilian in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. It just doesn't. It registers different when you see that. I mean. That's definitely not going to – like anybody that says that he's better than GSP lost her fucking marbles. That's really really what it comes down to for me because I feel like GSP could walk in there right now and beat him still, especially after watching him – what was that, two years ago that he fought fucking Bisbee? Yeah. Anybody that can that wants to say he handpicked Bisbee, bro, Michael Bisbee was a fucking dog. Yeah. He never – well – at the end of his career, he lost back-to-back fights. That's when he quit because of the eye situation. But mm-hmm. before that, he never lost two fights in a row. When he lost, he come back, and he was in every fight he lost to. And yeah. that dude never got tired. It was it, I loved yeah. watching him fight. I'll never forget when he fought Rockhold <clears throat> on that last second thing, and they were going to touch gloves. He goes, no touch. Yeah. And Bisbee's like, oh, I'm going to touch you in a minute, motherfucker. <laughs> and then he knocked him out. I was no, oh, it's perfect. And to see him get the belt with Rockhold, because he can be such a douche. Rockhold? Yes, man. Yeah. And he he t- and to hear him talk, it's like he's one of the greatest, like he's an Anderson Silver or something. Bro, you've gotten fucked up a couple times. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be a fighter, though, don't you have to have that in your head, though? Because, I mean, if you don't, aren't you already, like, yeah, I understand that. Defeated. But when you look at it from our point of view, like when he was well, talking yeah, about going yeah. to 205 and he's like, I, I see weaknesses in John Jones' game. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, slightly in his defense, though, Rockhold's gotten knocked the fuck out. Yeah. And John Jones ain't a knockout artist. So, yeah, that's I the, mean, that's the one thing he doesn't have. And isn't it funny how some fighters have that and some don't? Like, yeah. look at O'Malley. He's skinny as all get out, but he yeah. will knock you out, dude. Yeah. It's funny how that stuff is. And that's the uh, that's one of the strange things about John going to a uh, heavyweight, too. Because, like, that's the one weight that fucking everybody has it. Yeah. The, be- the best thing about John, though, it, w- it would be his fighter IQ and plus that reach. But... Are you going to have that much of a reach advantage if you was a fighting Ngannou? Because what is well, he? Well, no. Yeah. That'd be it's pretty inch, close. Yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at fucking one inch per arm. <laughs> and and John's, John's got a chin on him. He does, but. But Ngannou's got a Thor hammer for a right hand. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about getting hit with a fucking sledgehammer literally. Yeah. That's. 
He's a I beast. definitely wouldn't take one. No. <laughs> uh-uh. I remember when they booked the fight with him and Overeem, I was like, oh, my God. Because Reem's been around so long and been in so many battles. Like, if that dude gets hit, it's lights out. <laughs> and that's probably his best KO he's ever had. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the best, like, highlight reel KOs ever recorded. Yeah. <laughs> in heavyweight, for sure. Because, I mean, that was... It's just like a fucking cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> what about Derek Lewis's last fight when they he fought that guy that used to be a cop and they were interviewing him for it? He's like, he's like, I ain't trying to get Rodney King on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's classic, man. He fucking says some crazy shit. It's so funny too. <laughs> he don't give a fuck. No, he don't. But man, just think, who was it he knocked out uh, before this fight? Um, no, it, it, the fight before this is when he lost a gun, right? Mm-hmm. It was Curtis Blades when he knocked him out mm-hmm. with that uppercut. Yeah. Did you see the interview? He said that he had low testosterone levels. No. Like he said he didn't that. feel good and he said he felt like he couldn't get going, like his energy wasn't there. And they tested him and his T level was low. Your levels are low and you just laid a dude out like that? <laughs> What's going to happen when his levels get right? I was surprised nobody said that that was like some kind of fucking off cycle thing yeah you know well with USADA now they're gonna for the most part I would think they're gonna catch it I mean you would think that but I feel like there's definitely still motherfuckers in there that's oh yeah like shit, when, you know? when you're in a sport and you wanna be the best and sometimes your genetics ain't enough who yeah you're gonna do that wouldn't that be some shit though if there are people is like a bunch of them out there still beating it but that you took something you bought over the counter and you got busted for fucking six yeah. months yeah that's because any of these supplements they put on the shelf they don't go through any kind of testing or anything yeah that's so crazy I like mean, you get carded don't get me wrong I know why you get carded if you go buy Sudafed or something from the store they're gonna get your driver's license number but you can go into a GNC and buy something that ain't been tested for shit. Yeah. There might be fentanyl in this motherfucker. Knockout. Well, you know, they got to they gotta keep a track on that meth. They don't have to keep a track on that uh, fucking... Creatine and trying to get your <laughs> yeah. muscles to recover shit. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get cut up or something. Whatever bullshit you buy from GNC. Yep. Protein bars and shit. Yeah, but I don't care what they put on this. It's making money. That's what it boils down to anyway. Hmm. I mean, I feel like if I was a fighter, I'd probably try to keep. If somebody knew some shit, you know. I mean, I feel like it's got to be like camp to camp kind of thing. Well, too, when you know other people are doing it and getting away with it, you're like, why wouldn't I do the same thing if I want to get there? And then it's. I mean, you'd have to know, though. Yeah. Like you couldn't go fucking. But I wouldn't be TV surprised because there's just some people in there. The way they look is just that's not natural. Yeah. I mean, Ngannou definitely don't look natural. <laughs> Ngannou doesn't look his age either. Like no. I can't. I forget what he claims his age is, but he looks way older than that. Yeah. But it could be. Hey, he had a rough life coming up. So. I mean, from. His story, he definitely did. Yeah, so it could be that. But then part of that's just genetics. Some people, like we were watching Cobra Kai today, and I was looking up how old the people were in there. 
the guy uh, that plays Daniel LaRusso, Ralph Macchiano, how do you say his name? Uh-huh. He's 60. The cat that plays Johnny's 57. And then in the new one, they brought back the guy from Karate Kid 3 with mm-hmm. the long hair. Yeah. And he was Daniel's teacher in that movie, you know, like teaching him as a kid. Yeah. The motherfucker's 57 years old. <laughs> and Daniel, the guy that plays Daniel, 60. What the But fuck? the guy that plays Ralph Macchiano don't look 60. Bro, he looks I like mean, he's none 40. of the people that I know from Cobra Kai look like they're that old, really. No. How much is that makeup or, like, them helping it? But yeah. still, they don't look that old. Like, the the, the main bad guy from Cobra Kai, uh, Martin Cove, that plays John Kreese, he's mm-hmm. 75. God damn. Yeah, I know. I feel like if I was 75, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to get a kick for, uh, foot off the ground. Yeah. Much less. With how I feel at fucking 32? Ain't no goddamn way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it ain't gonna happen. But we're probably not doing what he's doing anymore. We're getting up and grabbing a little Debbie and a yeah. Coke on the way to, the, <laughs> to go sit in our desk and bill out parts yeah. for a bunch of bitching technicians. I know y'all heard that, but you know it's true. That's <laughs> more than technicians too. Oh yeah. Biggest pain in my ass is definitely the fucking service manager. <laughs> really? By far. It's all part of the car business. I feel like I just have it a little bit worse than you do, though. <laughs> I feel like we just do so much more shit. It's, it's very possible. I mean, the area you are in, too. Like, Hoover's a, a completely different clientele from us. And then oh, yeah. they sell the shit out of Dodge cars right now because they're like the it thing. You want a sports yeah. car? I'm going to get a Charger or a Challenger. It's like Camaro and Ford got put on the bottom shelf. Like hey, as long as you don't get a 3.6 one, you're fine. <laughs> you, you, if you, well, don't get a five seven either. If you get a six two or a six four, you are fucking good. Mopar fans, pay attention. The guy does it for a living. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> don't fucking get a three six. Well, don't buy uh, any Chevrolet with a six speed or eight speed transmission. <laughs> and just have one fixed in mind. Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> so they all have their problems across the board. Yeah. We just get to see it more than the everyday person does. We make yeah. our we make our living off people's misfortunes. That's true. <laughs> hey, everybody's got to make a living somehow, sir. I didn't hit my milestone either. Huh? That I, I texted you about yesterday. Oh, you didn't. No. We did. We had a we had a really good month for it to be December. I, was really I had sure. a really good month. Yeah. Everybody else had a fucking shitty one though. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> well, Watch Shop was okay, but the uh, what the wholesale guys, mm-hmm. they didn't sell nothing. Like, they didn't even sell half of what I sold. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought so, too. I thought they sold so much more than that. Well, tell you, some of the wholesale guys, like, they're when they sell stuff, the places they sell to is getting such a cut on the price. Mm-hmm. Could be part of it, too. Whereas your people are paying retail. In the shop, for the most part. Some are paying retail. Some are paying matrix, you know. <laughs> it depends. We're not going to go into detail on that one. <laughs> we'll just leave as they're paying, uh, yeah, what Keanu Reeves did in that movie. <clears throat> but I think we're coming up right on the two-hour mark. I think we'll cut it off here because I don't want to bore them out on the first episode. But I think we covered a bunch of different shit. But this is what the podcast is going to be like. It depends on who you, who's on the show, what I'll talk about with. With this guy, I can talk to him about anything because we've been friends for 
forever. A lot of similarities, but for anybody that stayed tuned through the whole thing, thanks and look forward to doing it again. We're out.